This show is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron sends gourmet recipes and all the fresh ingredients you need to make them right to your door. Our listeners get their first two meals for free. Just go to blueapron.com slash joey and start cooking incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. That's blueapron.com slash joey. show is also brought to you by onnit.com. Go to onnit.com and use code word church to get 10% off all the great optimization products like Alpha Brain and New Mood. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Crank that fucking mule up, Lee. It's Sunday night, motherfuckers. I know you got the UFC. I know you got your Bible. But this is a church of what's happening now, motherfuckers. Crank that, Lee. Oh, shit. Who's that? Tony Hinchcliffe and somebody. Oh, shit. That's like Sarah McCann. Wait till Cyborg gets him. It ain't gonna be that type of fucking picture. I can't see it. Uh, it's Julianne. What? The church of what's happening now. You'll get this Monday morning. January 18th, cocksuckers. The month is half over. Crank that, Lee. I want to hear this loud as shit. I want you to be a fucking DJ. This is Studio 54. 82. Hit it, Lee. Oh, shit. If you watch the movie FX, this is the closing scene when they're driving off with the fucking gazillions and shit over the cliff in Switzerland. Oh shit. What's happening, Red Band? How you doing? George Perez in the house. What's up? Sunday night roundabout. Lee Sayat, you bad motherfucker. Hey, everybody. What's the guy that killed Tupac? He's got his shirt on today. <laughs> I, thought my, I thought my other shirt was a Suge Knight shirt. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Suge Knight shirt tonight. Lee's back. He's back and shit. I never left. <laughs> What's going on, gentlemen? Trying to get over this horrible hangover that I've had. I, I don't eat as much because I'm on this diet. So last night I went deep and drank. What time did you hit the crib last night? Uh, I got home over? around 3.30. What time did you fall asleep? Four, something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. Not bad. It's not that's too not bad. No, no. but Four? That was early for Uncle Joey and shit. Yeah, but I drank like I still had pizza in me or something that would you normally soak up my alcohol. So I woke up shaky today. When I seen you at the store, were you already on your way? Were you guys on your way or... Yeah, I was. I was already later on. Yeah, I was already taking shots and just drinking a little Damn. bit, having fun. Damn, you know. Did you ever go deep like that? You never were a huge drinker, were you? Like, did you go deep? It's nice. The only way to kill that eight ball is with some fucking Remy Martin Jack. <laughs> yep. You know, whether you like it or not, you're drinking Remy. You're drinking Scotch. You're drinking fucking vodka with no mixes. You know, you go to people's houses at three in the morning. They don't have. Not everybody has a full bar. They'll say, "Well, we got a half a bottle of Dewar's Black and uh, milk." And there you are, like Jesus fucking Christ! Looks like I'm doing. How many ice cubes you got? We only got one tray. Damn! <laughs> and you just drink. I loved it. I fucking loved it because I could handle it. Like the mm-hmm. Coke would burn right through the fucking beer. Like beer. Beer was nothing to me. Budweiser's in a can. Bring them soldiers on, dog. Put them in the freezer. I could talk shit and do bumps all fucking night with Budweiser. Would you drink sober, like with no Coke, or no? No. There's no reason to drink sober. I hate it. There's no reason to hop For me, I couldn't see it. I could not see how people sat in the bar in the daytime without blow. Like, I'm like, why are you in there? Now, if I'm doing a couple bumps... Then fuck it. I'm in there in the daytime with you, but it's very rare. I didn't like how I felt at nine. To do coke at four means that 
there's an endless stream. It's it's you you're good till midnight right now. What do you got? You got a half ounce? I got a half. I got an eighth. You got an eighth. Yeah, we'll make it till midnight. Midnight, <laughs> we're gonna have a fucking prom. Yeah, to me, cigarettes is a must too. You have to have oh. cigarettes. If you don't got cigarettes, you're just gonna be stressed out, looking for stuff on the floor. That's how I quit smoking cigarettes the first time. I went home with like an eight ball with no cigarettes because once I had a gram in me, I'm not going out of the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you don't leave with the paranoia. You're not going to no, leave. No, no. So after I went through that one night in my head, I go, if I could stay without, with an eight ball without doing cigarettes all night, shit, I could do anything without cigarettes. That's how I quit the first time. Just no the Coke with no fucking cigarettes. Wow. What, do, you, what do cigarettes do for you? Like, okay, I'm coming at this from a point of like I'm now a weed guy. That's why I don't like drinking because – it's just this is so much better to me, but what is it like? What is cigarettes? Okay, do? All three say, of you are cigarette say, smokers. Let's say you take a fucking good cigarette. Let's say you you smoke this mule, this fucking not this weed, but the weed I came, the Gorilla Glue Number Four. Okay. You roll that shit up for breakfast, right? <laughs> you get a cup of coffee. Okay. You put that coffee down. Let me tell you something. You hit that. You hit two drinks of that coffee, and you spark up that first cigarette. How good is it, gentlemen? It's insane. It's like a fucking blowjob. Mm-hmm. Then, after mm-hmm. a half a cup of coffee, you hit the joint, and then after the joint, that cigarette. As you put that cigarette to your lips, and that fucking uh, uh, lighter goes up, and you take that first puff, that's fucking heaven. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest thing about quitting cigarettes was. I couldn't light up a cigarette after a good fucking joint, after a good steak. Is it like calm? Like I've never, oh, I've smoked cigars, heaven. but that's it. And listen, man, for years, when I moved out of here, I used to watch people who smoked and go, that is the coolest fucking thing. I just can never do it. Some people are assholes smoking, but some motherfuckers, when they smoke, you're like, God damn, Jack. Yeah, to me, it's it's definitely a calm thing, but I don't know if it's just my body wanting that nicotine or if it actually rela- relaxes you. I think it's more of just like feed a, an addiction kind of like calm. How, like, much, oh, how yeah. much nicotine in a cigarette? Uh, I don't know. I'm I don't know. Curious. You know what was weird though? I quit smoking when I went to prison because yeah, you, you couldn't you get no them choice. in the county. Yeah, yeah. In the county, you can't get them. Yeah, you so have no choice. The first ten months, I was like, "What the hell?" And then once you go to where your destination, you're like, "I already quit for ten months. Why the fuck <laughs> am I going to smoke? What am I going to start for again?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, the coffee thing's the worst. I have to have a cigarette. Oh, that's the whole together. fucking Manitoria. thing. That's the whole thing. That's the whole fucking thing. I need this morning. I went to put the coffee in, and my wife got to put the water in. Sometimes I go in and take a shit and take a shower real quick. If I would have came out, that house would have been fucking smoking because your thing blows up. The, the the bottle gets so hot, it just blows up. I was pissed. I was trying to... I couldn't imagine waking up and not having fucking coffee with my joint in the morning. That, to me, outside in the balcony, you hit that pipe one time at 6.15, you're brand new, dog. Yeah. It balances out the caffeine. The caffeine's a little smoother now. These are all different things you learn with age. It's like a... Mm-hmm. Just little things. Like yesterday, my wife made cream corn. Listen, I love motherfucking oh cream corn. But then, you and I went to Vegas and went to strip steak. Remember, they have cream corn with little pieces of jalapeno in it. Ooh. That takes cream corn to a complete different Esquite, level. Esquite, right? That's what it's called in Spanish? Esquite, yeah. yeah. What, what? Oh, it's fucking good. Cream corn with jalapeno? <laughs> Just, it doesn't have to be creamed. I've had it with just regular corn and, and fucking... I had it with serranos. It was fucking yeah. Oh, it's delicious. Corn with some spice to it is fucking delicious. Last night, my wife made cream corn. 
It was fucking tremendous. I don't even know why I got on this conversation. I just love fucking oh my god with mashed potatoes when you bang the potato, the cream into the potatoes with an Italian chicken cutlet with breaded. Oh, that's my favorite with cranberry juice. You don't eat it out of a can, right? How do you make cream corn? All I've ever seen is a can. Okay, Gentiles. Take a can of cream corn, put it in a pot, stir it, and give it to you. Yeah. That's a fucking piece of shit, Gentile. <laughs> Uncle Joey, you put a little garlic in that motherfucker, a little pepper, a little dab of salt. You put some fucking homemade whipped butter in that motherfucker. <laughs> That's cream fucking corn. Not out of a can <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Those are the people I don't go to their fucking house. You got to dope everything up. I, 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 it's, I'm sorry if I get angered because my wife <laughs> is a gent down. She don't dope shit up. You can make fucking uh, Dinty Moore's. Listen, you come to Lee's house and have him cook you Dinty Moore's beef stew and come to my house and have my Dinty Moore beef stew. You'll die. You'll go, Joey, I get it, what you're saying. Dinty Moore is Dinty Moore if you let it be Dinty Moore. But if you dope it up, you put some garlic in that motherfucker for the immune system. You put a little red wine, a little sherry. You mix that shit up real nice. You cut some little bread. You put some butter on it. Dinty more is now a complete different savage. Spam. Okay? Spam, if you cut it and fry it, it's like a dick. You know, it's like a stinky pussy. It's just there. Right. But you take spam. You get some spinach. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some eggs. You dope it up. You marinate it with some sriracha. There's got to be a recipe. And that's what, you know, I don't mind eating. Listen, these people, these fucking assholes, and I'll tell you, I'll call you assholes to your fucking face. (laughs) Well, well, you know, I only can make my mom's spaghetti sauce. Listen, I'll fucking dope up some Prego. You come to my house, you'll suck my dick. The sauce is so good. I'll dope up Prego. Yeah. I'll get ragu meat, add some meat, some extra garlic. A fuck, you know what I'm saying? You dope mm-hmm. it up. It ain't that fucking bad for people who live in a rush. For people who live in a rush, I dope up everything. But I, when I give it to you, you'll know it, but you'll go, wow, this is really fucking good because you dope things up. Yeah. Is it from when you were broke? Like it just having, a, like you, had, you could only no, afford denting more? From watching my mom cook. I would go to people's house and see a dumb fuck. <laughs> get margarine and make a fucking steakum. A steakum basically is like a skunk that they shave. That's a steakum. Okay? Have you ever smelled a steakum? It already has enough oil in it. It's what, disgusting. What is it? I don't even know what a it is. A steakum is little steaks in the 70s that came out. Oh, they're gross. And white kids were eating yeah. them, and they're fucking disgusting. It's like a TV dinner? No. And they're frozen, no. too, right? They're not. They're, they're, they're frozen. It's like a Philly steak. Like you a know, Philly like, steak. Oh, okay. Real thin. You don't know what it is. Yeah, it's You fun. hope it is. But when I was a kid, I'd take that thing and I'd fucking marinate it and fucking a mojito. Oh, yeah. And salt and pepper and I'd fry it with onions. And then while I was frying it, I'd throw cheese on it and mix it up on Wonder Bread. Yeah. Come on, bitch, with some all right of French fries. Because you take some all right of fries and put them in the oven, bake those motherfuckers with some salt and pepper. I'll take you to different places where you've never been. All that food isn't bad. First of all, you can't eat it any, every night. No. But listen, from being in the joint. Yes. What did you learn a lot? Mm-hmm. You learn a lot from seeing people cook. You see a guy cooking with an iron, the insides of an iron, getting a piece of cheddar cheese that you steal from the kitchen, and he puts it in a pot, and he takes a fucking iron. You know the irons, that nerve in the middle, and he <laughs> sticks it in there. Yeah, it makes it a stinger. And it takes all night long. Like, mm-hmm. dog, when is the cheese going to be ready? Tomorrow is six. You know, what? tomorrow at 6, yeah, it takes eight hours with that stinger. So you yeah. get like two or three stingers, 
and you melt that cheese and people would cook jalapenos in there. It's a wrap. And meat. It's a fucking wrap. And, you know, I tell people the best Christmas I ever had was my joint, my Christmas in the joint. In the age unit, that motherfuckers whipped up a Christmas meal. They might have the hiv, but those motherfuckers yeah. didn't give a fuck, Jack. No, we made tamales in ours. We got Doritos, tortillas. We crushed them up with a little bit of milk, and we made it masa. We had roast beef. We put the roast beef in it. It was Are a you little one. To this? Are you listening it was, to this? It was a little one. And then, like, yeah, dog, it was, it was crazy. I was tripping out. Like, we really have tamales, dog? It was two, but those are the best tamales ever. It's fucking crazy. Tons of food you could dip or mm-hmm. whip up, and people won't even know. But you don't want to do it all the time. Steakums will kill you. Yeah. You know, my friend was telling me today, dog. I went to this place and they had White Castle burgers. They weren't that good. I'll tell you what. I'll buy a box of White Castle burgers from Rouse. You come over. <laughs> you come over and close your eyes. I, I can't give you the fries, and nobody has ice cubes like White Castle. White Castle, what? a Diet Pepsi from White Castle, or a Pepsi. They don't even have Coke, and I get the Pepsi. Because what? you taste how different the ice cubes make the soda drink. Is it the small, like, crushed kind of, like... Rocks. Yeah. It's Those, not, yeah, that's great, too. And yeah. they fill it to the yeah. top. Yeah. To the top. And for some reason, when you get it, like it's just perfect. They know exactly how to fucking do it. That's Wait, do those White Castle burgers come with buns frozen, too? Yeah. Everything. Oh, no, yeah. you can't have you, frozen buns? This is what, bro, this is what you... Bro, my doctor <laughs> goes to Chicago and buys those fucking original uh, sandwiches, those fucking things that Portellos. Oh, nice. He brings five of them on a plane. He tells me. He freezes them, and he goes, every once in a while, things happen. I put those motherfuckers in the oven. They're like Portellos. Listen, what you do is you get a, a baking tray, and you fill it with a half inch of water. Right. And then you take the other tray, and you put it on top, mm-hmm. and you put white castles in, and you put them in the oven. Steam bun. And you steam those. Come on. Duh. <laughs> you know, one thing, that, Lee, about the bread is that they do put some kind of chemical in the bread to so that they stay fresh when you microwave them or whatever. Right. Because when I, I, I did a thing on Periscope where I eat food in the shower, and like when I had the White Castle buns, the buns would not disintegrate. They would stay the same shape oh, as no. a bun, but they would fill up with water. So when I took a bite of each one of the burgers, they just burst like water in my mouth. It's some kind of chemical in those buns that uh, keep them like, yeah, never mind. They're dipping. <laughs> now, would you ever like go and buy like some nice buns and just use the meat? Because that, that bun is... No, it's like Castle? Yeah. It no, because good. that's it's like fun. taking some guy's asshole and putting it in the other one and fucking him. <laughs> no, you can't do that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You can't fucking do that, Lee. You got to use the shit it comes with. That's what makes the White Castle White Castle. We need a White Castle out here. I'm surprised that there isn't a White Castle on the West Coast. We should franchise one and put it like right in the middle of Hollywood or something. I think when does White Castle end? I think White Castle ends in... Texas. No. Excuse me for burping. I think it ends in Fairlawn, Illinois. Huh. Let me you check. might be right. Yeah, I just noticed they made a steak and shake now in Burbank. And oh yeah, I just saw that. I was like, "What the fuck? Steak and shakes in Ohio? Or, I mean, in California now?" That's why I used to eat them in Tinley yeah. Park in Chicago. Tinley Park had a a steak and shake right next to the club, and I used to go there. And across the street was White Castle. Jesus, you Christ. couldn't fucking lose. You know what I'm saying, George Perez? What's going on in your world? Not much, man. Just feeling the fucking Death Star. You know what I mean? I'm George f- Perez, you getting ready for this fucking Sons of Anarchy thing they're doing? They're what? serious, man. They're Sons fucking Anarchy? serious. If you're Mexican right now, if you're a Mexican American comic, and especially with your look, 
I'd be getting ready. I'd be lifting some weights, getting some tats, <laughs> r- learning how to ride a motorcycle. Got, yeah, I got all that shit already. They're, it's serious. This is real, man. Yeah? This is fucking real. I mean, I don't know if they would cast me. I no, mean, no. They're going to cast Red Band instead. They're going to cast <laughs> you. You're fucking Mexican. It's, yeah. uh, it's I wouldn't the, even know how to get in, though, Joey. It's very easy. We find out who the casting person is. They're looking to f- find the job. Remember, a casting person is looking to cast that job. People always say, well, I don't have an agent. You don't need a fucking agent. You just need to put feelers out there okay. and say, listen, when you hear about stuff, let me know. And you know what? You just if I, if I didn't have an agent, I'd just get the casting agent book, see which ones aren't on lots. What does that mean, aren't on lots? If, if a casting agent is on the Fox lot, you're never going to see it. Okay. Because you've got to go through security. But there's a lot of uh, casting agents like that are on Larchmount. There's a street, Larchmount, by Paramount. There's six casting directors. You could walk into their office and drop your headshot. Oh, and they'll shit. go, what's this for? And say, I just want you guys to have this on file. But the assistant will look at you and go, okay. You know, I was talking to Ari today, and we had an interesting conversation. Ari was saying how, and this is very important with Death Squad, very important with Death Squad. And I don't see this shit because I don't give a fuck. I'm just happy to be performing when I perform. But the person who runs Cobbs came to me once and said the really weird thing about Dead Squad isn't the movement or the people. It's the age of the people that are coming to watch mm-hmm. us perform. Yeah. You know, I'm no spring chicken. You're no spring chicken. Joe's no spring chicken. You know, George Perez is halfway there. He's no <laughs> spring chicken. And people coming out to see us. Yeah, because it wasn't young It's in the past. Like, I never was 18. I was like a comedy fan when I was 18. No. You know? And now comedy fans because, and it's weird, Harvard, Joe tweeted two weeks ago that Harvard released a study that young college students do not have a sense of humor. Do you remember that? That mm-hmm. some Harvard professor said that, you know, but the people that are coming to comedy shows, a 24-year-old, yeah. you said my niece last night? Yeah. How fucking cool was that? That was cool. That was really cool. That's crazy. That's crazy. Your niece was there? Yeah. When I was growing up, I stumbled into a house. They were the only other Cubans in the neighborhood, four, okay. <laughs> four blocks away. And they invited me over, and I'd go up there. The kid was Jesus. He was a little kid. Were they from the same part as Cuba as you? Or? Nothing. They were the Garcias. And oh. the girl was my age, a year older, but went to St. Bridget's. And she introduced me to all the the whole neighborhood, the whole block. I, I still talk to that whole block. There was a whole wow. block. And it was the Garcias, Kathy Moran, Frank Jansen, and then Kathy Moran hung out with a girl, Valerie McNeil, and I met them all in the eighth grade. And I started hanging out, and we would, nobody did drugs. We'd go to their houses and watch The Love Boat, Fantasy Island, and when we'd giggle and talk shit till one in the morning, and the parents were in their bedrooms, and that was what we did. And we ended up being friends, and then we grew up, and then disco started, and she... That girl's aunt ended up marrying the guy that took me the first, what broke my belief in the church. He said, you want to get some weed? And he took me to New York City to the Lower East Side. And we parked in front of a Catholic church. And we walked downstairs. And there were people selling weed. And the priest wow. was on the other thing. And it was a well-known church on Fridays. They sold weed on this side. And the church took a piece of it. I was broken, but Lefty Cortina, that was his name. <laughs> and when I got left back, they used to forge my report cards. Her aunt was a great forger. She figured out the printing system before anybody. She would white it out and then put Scott's tape and then remove it and then reprint it. It was, it was better than a report card. The paper, it was fucking amazing. So I became friends with them. That's where I first got 
So Saturday Night Live, where I went over there, and I'm like, this sucks. And they were like, it's funny. Fuck you guys. This is punk ass <laughs> shit. You motherfuckers make me come home from sucking some chick's tit to fucking coming and seeing this shit. How do you stumble into a forger? Like, this is like <laughs> she the wasn't only a person. She was a, we were young kids. They went to Catholic Catholic school. The it girls. was the hustle. I mean, everybody had their hustle. But here's where it gets even more interesting. Jackie, her aunt lived upstairs. They owned the house. The guy that lived downstairs was Martin and Maricon. Ah. He was a faggot Cuban guy that was friends with my mother all those years. In fact, if you watch, I don't know if they're going to keep it. The new, this is not happening. That's who I told the story about. Martin and Maricon was a fag that you didn't know was a fag. He was a designer in the daytime. He puts... Uh, Suits together for Elton John. Well, you should have figured it out right there. Yeah. <laughs> I knew because they called him that. My mom called uh, him Martin and Maricon, but he yeah. sold really good Coke in the mid 70s. He had a connection to like the best Coke that was coming in. So my mom kept him around the bar and he sold Coke at the bar. And one day when I was a kid, there was a misunderstanding. And this motherfucker pulled the gun on two gangsters. No way. So when you're growing up and they're calling this, like, I, I, did I care about Martin and Maricon? He was always nice to me. So my mom taught me to be polite to him, but I didn't really give a fuck about my thing and money going. But the day he pulled out that 32 and he looked at those fucking gangsters and he said, listen, don't you ever call me a fucking Martin the Fag, okay? He goes, the only way you call me Martin the Fag is if you suck my dick or I suck your dick and that ain't happening. Oh, <laughs> and they're like fucking like, oh my God. And my mom's like, Martin, put the gun down because there was a game that my mom had at the bar, you know that thing that you slide? Yeah, with the salt on the board. With the salt on the board and all that shit. And it was in the line of gunfire. What if these two guys decide to put a piece out on Martin? Oh, yeah. But Martin had the piece on him. Martin was had the upper hand. Yeah, he was a drug dealer. He got dealer. close to them, and he goes, don't you ever call me faggot. And my mom kept saying, Martin, put the gun away. You're in Coco. Coco's here. Put the gun away, Martin. <laughs> And Martin put the gun away and walked out. Like, he held the gun because those dudes were going to kill him. Hell and he yeah. ran out that fucking door. <laughs> but guess what? The next day, he knocked on my door. And he goes, listen, your mom's mad at me. She doesn't want me at the bar, but I'm over here to apologize to you. And I go, listen, you got nothing to apologize to me. You're my new fucking hero. Take your dick out. I was ready to suck his dick. <laughs> that was my dog. And he used to tell me stories. Look, I'm going to get goosebumps because I really feel bad about this. He became sort of a hero to me because he was already in the music scene. He was a Spanish dude, dog, an old school Spanish dude that and was clean. Me, he was probably clean. He was telling me about the police. This oh. band called the police. Watch the police, bro. That's the. He was telling me this in '75 and '76 or '77, like a year or two before. He was telling me about the Ramones. He was at oh, CBGBs. Wow. So at night he would go into the city and sling coke. And you'd see him once a week with a black eye. He took the beating for these fags today. He was one of those fags that took beatings. People threw rocks at him. People mugged him. They took his coke away. But that motherfucker <laughs> kept coming. He finally got a piece, and he became somebody. That's real So talk. when my mom died, I put my saints over there, my Santeria stuff. And I was supposed to go over there once a week and visit. And one day I'm over there, and in a box... I see a baggie. George Perez, I opened that fucking box up. That shit's filled with coke. Oh. I took a couple grams. It was My friends were like, dog, this is the best shit we've ever done. <laughs> I go, I'm telling you, Martin, the fag was known 
all up and down the East Coast because he was getting shit from Bogota mm -hmm. and directing it. So yeah, uncut. Because what do you think I did? I broke into his house and took his shit and left my box there. Oh, wow. This motherfucker, with how bad of a fag this guy was. <laughs> he knew I used because my mom just died, so I would always go to her tombstone. He started leaving notes to me at the tombstone. I'm going to fucking break your head. Oh, wow. Like at the tombstone. He was checking me out at the tombstone. Like, we were going to go to war. And then one day I bumped into my stepdad. He's like, dog, I went to bring flowers the other day to your mom. What's going on with Martin? He would sign the notes? Martin would sign the notes, bro. <laughs> Sincerely, and Martin. Martin the, the El Fago. <laughs> Martin El Fago. He signed the fucking note. Oh, shit. But they never knew about it upstairs. I never told them. I'm gonna have to tell them now because the niece is gonna listen to this and hear this fucking story. Right. But yeah. that was weird that she was there last night. And yeah. Jackie called me yesterday. Said my daughter's gonna be up in San Diego. That's how old I'm getting, Doug. Wow. What, what, was that your first time you ever met a drug dealer? No, at my mother's bar. <laughs> okay. No, I just knew. I just made believe. Like, I, that, at that age, they would do bumps in front of me. I'd be in my mom's office, like, <laughs> playing with a model, like a fag. And my, <laughs> and my mom would come in with Martin or another chick, and they'd be discussing. And I could hear my mom going, no, 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 he's okay. And all of a sudden, they'd be, <laughs> they'd be doing lines, and I'd fucking give them, like, a dirty look, and they'd know to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. You know, I didn't like that shit. Huh, if you ain't fun. giving me any, get the no, fuck out. No, I was eight. I didn't want none. I don't want none of that fucking poison they were doing, those cocksuckers. Yeah. What kind of toys did you grow up with that were your favorite? You know, like, our age was, like, G.I. Joes and Transformers and video games. But Dog, I was a big G.I. Joe fan. Let me big G.I. Joe? The original G.I. Joes. The big ones. And with the Kung Fu grip. Yeah. <laughs> I was such a G.I. Joe fan. Those were, like, the Barbie doll versions where you could actually put clothes on them and, like... Listen to me, <laughs> I had cousins that were girls, and I would go down there in the summers... And they had the Barbie doll house, which fucked up the G.I. Joe house. Like, yeah. the Barbie doll house had a pool and a garage and you could suntan and a shower and shit. You were jealous of the Barbie house? So no, one day, it, right? I fucking went home and I figured out, fuck this G.I. Joe thing. I'm going to the toy store. And I'm buying a Barbie doll house. And I'm buying a Barbie doll so Barbie could fuck G.I. Joe and G.I. Joe could live in her crib. I must have been yeah. about nine. I walked down that hill with that fucking Barbie doll in that bag. And people were like, what's in the bag? G.I. Joe. I went home. I built that fucking Barbie doll house in the garage with fucking. How big was it? It was one that you, it was a box. First of all, it was a box and it came with a hinge. And you turned the hinge around and you opened it. And it was like four different stages. And it had oh. furniture that I could set up outside, like Barbie by the pool, Barbie in the dining area, Barbie's bedroom, and this. What color was everything? You know, in purple and pink. Barbie. What the fuck you think it is? You know, purple and fucking pink. That's what it was. So how did you explain this to G.I. Joe's friends? I, I just, G.I. Joe, it was... There was a white G.I. Joe and a black G.I. Joe. Okay, I didn't have to explain nothing. And they both had a kung fu grip, and they both had the fucked up Cuban beard. It was fucked up at that age. I didn't like it, and they had weapons and shit. So I used to have, like, parties in my head. Like, have G.I. Joe come over and play with Barbie and talk to Barbie. Like, how are you? And my mom found 
<laughs> and I got home from school and everybody was sitting there. They had men sitting there. And my mom was like, talk to these guys, please. They're going to talk to you, ask you some questions. Are you a fag? No, I'm not a fag. Then why would you buy that? And I'm like, listen, G.I. Joe is bored, okay? Yes. You know, when you're an only child, oh, you go to other places. I keep telling my wife, can you get rid of that bed in the fucking Mercy's room and buy a tent? Mm-hmm. And she keeps telling me, she's not going to like it to, to ask that. She don't fucking know. So today we went to a kid's party, waving their hand. A tent. Guess who was the first motherfucking little bitch in there? <laughs> and guess who was the first, last bitch to come out of there? She Mercy. took a book in there. She took a doll and something. And I was watching her. And after about an hour, I go, Terry, come here. Look. Yeah. When you're an only child, you go to places... And, you, and it's very hard to explain to people if you're not an only child. I had my own bedroom. I had, I had a closet in the attic that was huge. And it had a foot thing that you could put your shoes. I cut the fucking carpet off, took it off, and unscrewed that and had like a secret compartment. And I figured out that if I cut the sides, dog, I was a fucking creative kid. I could go in there because when I was growing up, when I came from Cuba, the big thing was not earthquake shelters, but... In case somebody dropped a bomb. Air raid. Not the, air raid. The basement. The basement. Yeah. Okay? The, every building had a sign with, like, a thing, and it had danger. And you went down there, and, and <laughs> white people would put tomatoes and tang. You know, this <laughs> shit like a motherfucker. <laughs> I love tang, by the way. Fuck that's my yeah. shit. That's great. Tang with vodka. You ever been fucked up at 6 in the morning at somebody's house? You, you know, you're depleted. You got no sperm. You're all out of coke. And all of a sudden you find Tang, you make yeah. an orange juice drink with mm-hmm. fucking a vodka drink with oh, Tang yeah. and some ice cubes and a lemon. Ooh! Yeah, uh, we used to do Tang with Thunderbird. Tang. Oh, my God. It's Thunderbird. Thunderbird's like a... Boone's old... Farm for yeah. Puerto Ricans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strawberry Field. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tent still, and I hate to admit this, that occasionally I put the tent in my backyard and act like I'm camping. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's a fucking blast. Why I'm not? You might as well. Delta, you know, but I do it. It's a blast. It is. When you're a child, sometimes you just go in a tent and put. I'm guarantee I'll find the sleeping in that fucking tent more than eight times because that's what I did. I love all that mm-hmm. shit. You know, I used to take the chair and put the blanket yep. from the bed yeah. and crawl under my own little fucking Jupiter. It's such a good you idea. Know? I never thought of that. Why don't you just put the mattress inside the the tent for a kid, and so they have like a you know a mattress and a tent. So, you know, you could just get a big tent, put it in the room, put the mat- the mattress, the whole thing in The only problem with those tents, they're flammable, right? Well, you could probably get one that's not, I would imagine. Yeah. And what does your daughter have that's uh, yeah, like, yeah, she, <laughs> you know, you I mean, It's Joey Diaz's <laughs> daughter, so yeah. he, she probably has guns, knives, and firecrackers. <laughs> yeah. And hangs out with gay ha- dressers. S- sells lighters at the daycare. <laughs> 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 daycare. <laughs> 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 sells them. Nah, her daycare's cool, man. They're little kids. There's two little Hindu twins. They're the girls. They're, they're all little boys, man. They're, she's friends. Her best friend is a black deaf kid with the Uh-oh. things on his head. Uh-huh. Xavier, and I talk to the parents. I talk to him. He When I come in, I look at him. He looks at me, and I just put my hand out. <laughs> and he walks over and just knuckles me and runs away. <laughs> so it's cool. That's cool shit. You know, they don't, they don't fucking know. Kids don't judge. Have you ever? Right. I forget the name of it, but it's like a personality test. It's like the big personality test that they use for relationships. And I, t- I just took it the other night, and it was weird how like how red it was. Whoa, whoa, but no, no, no. Wait, how red it Why was. Why would you right. take a personality test? <laughs> 
Why not? <laughs> no, no, no. I want to hear the whole fucking story. Paula said, do you uh, want to take you, it? You follow what I'm saying to you? you yeah. Say and I said, yeah. Why, why would you want to take a personality test? Why not? Listen, you want to test your personality? Yeah. Get, a, get an Asian's credit card. Okay. And try to buy records. <laughs> <laughs> That's where your personality. Where comes do I get in. an Asian's credit card? I don't know. You fucking follow a Filipino, hit him in the head with a stick, <laughs> and make sure his name is Ming Yao, and then you take that card and go buy a magazine. If you could pull it off, I can't. You got my personality. <laughs> You're gonna waste your time with a test. Who judges this test? It's an algorithm. It's it's, right, it's so the same me, stupid test that you take when you're applying to like a, a job. Um, All right. So what they tell you? But, personality? No, no, no. But the question I have is like, can you? Is she like an introvert, extrovert? Because like it, when you were saying ten, all I could think of is like I'm an introvert, and like I would like love that. So like, can you tell that already at like three years old? What? Like it's like her personality, like introverted, extroverted, uh, like. Uh, I can't tell. What's that? What kind of questions were on this test? Yeah. I don't know. Like stupid. Like, do you agree? Like mostly, logic is better than acting. Like like. Like, it would be better that no one got hurt or you were right. It's, like, stupid things like that. I don't know. It, it took a long-ass time. It was boring. But it was <laughs> it was cool. Like, it's crazy how we're all the same, but then we all have, like, there's four people here, but we're all extremely different. Like, why aren't we all the same? Because that would be a bad fucking joke if God did that to us because then we'd all like the same shit and all. That would be boring. Also, it's where we grew up, you know, what we liked and what we were able to see. How many fingers were put inside of us with by who? Mm-hmm. Thankfully, my numbers were <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of taking a personality test. Like, I'm, I'm, I never thought of doing anything like that because I'm scared. It was really crazy. You don't want like, the results. Yeah. You don't want somebody saying to you. I, I took one of those when I got out of jail. They made me take one of those, you know, when... Uh, like a psychiatrist made me take to see if I was like insane or like angry or something. And I remember the questions were so like trick questions, like yeah. that I it was like I was almost afraid to answer because I was like, "What are they trying to do to me?" So, and, and but it was just weird how it like it called me like the mediator, like it's like I'm passive and I I, I don't act out. And it, it was just I was I was pretty high when I was doing it, but it was just it was just crazy to to see, and it's it's crazy how we're so like we're so different and. And like how like I wish I could be like you're like when you're telling people when you were handing out the edibles, I wish I had like that like conviction and like you could convince what's the saying like someone like sell a popsicle uh, catch a popsicle to a woman with a white shirt, and I'm like that's like it's the opposite of me. But why? Like it's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> also, you gave me acid in like oh six hundred milligrams. So. <laughs> that does happen I feel like sometimes. I'm on acid right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, so on this personality test, like, say, like, are you turning this into, like, a shrink? Like, no, do they no, have no. power to get you if they okay. think you're insane? When, when Paula brought it up, I was like, is this, like, a relationship test where it's going to say we're not compatible and then we're going to have a fight? But it wasn't. It was just, like, each individual. It was like, check yourself, bitch. Look, you got a personality? Well, yeah. No, no, no. This is a good point. Like, I, I always watch TV at night. And when you watch TV after midnight, you get different types of commercials. You complain that the commercials are louder. I yeah. finally understood what the fuck you were talking they about. They are. I'm stoned for the gills. It's illegal day. now, but they the still fuck do it. nuts asking me, do you think that the commercials are loud? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Leave me alone. <laughs> but they always have Match.com and the other one. Yeah. Not Christian Mingle, but the old guy Farmers sits next to the couple. 
the old guy pops E-harmony. up. Oh, if you say e harmony, yeah. yeah, and they say that you take a test to see if you're compatible with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I wonder, has anybody been on eHarmony? We're, we're men. I don't give I've a fuck. I met, I met Paul on OK Cupid. Okay, so <laughs> what kind of questions did they ask you? I'm really curious because I'm yeah. just. Well, that, that, like, that stuff is stupid. Like, it's like the same sort of questions. Like, well, I was saying when you apply to like a minimum wage job, it's like, do you agree that the customer is always right? And they, they, like, they know you know what kind of answers you're, they're looking for. Okay, so with, with, but, with like, OK I, Cupid. What if he, I know it was I don't know, three it's like, years ago. Would you would you rather go you know to a what? bar? Come up or with a... the phone. Come up with the thing. Okay. We'll just fucking do it. Do you okay want to do an OK Cupid, Cupid one? Okay. Yeah, let's do uh, an OK Cupid one. That's yeah. it. I need to find a new girl. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I'm... I loved online dating. But I mean, the girls that you've. I mean, how old are you now? Forty. I'm thirty-eight. You're, you're forty. You're fucking 41. twenty-two. <laughs> the girls that we've been with, like after a while, I knew what I could work with. I got a call from a friend of mine the other day. Who's you? You ready for this? Forget that. Okay. I, gotta, I love my friend Jody. I love her. She's an old friend of mine. You know when you have somebody crazy who you just can't let go? You don't fuck them. You don't do nothing with them. You don't even drink with them. But when they call you, you realize that no matter if you just finish fingering the cat, you don't <laughs> feel bad about yourself because she could topple you with a story that destroys you. Calls me last week. She goes, listen, man, I'm going to buy it. Next week I'm flying out of Burbank. Do you mind if I park and you give me a ride? Sure. So I'm caught up yesterday. I'm doing a thousand things. I got to stop and give her a ride. First of all, she was sober, which was shocking to me. Sober as the day is long, two in the afternoon. I almost fell off my chair out of talking to her into smoking. She goes, I can't wait to get up there. I have a connecting flight in San Francisco. Gets to the bar, gets to Burbank. She's got a two-hour delay. She's like, go over to the bar. And there's these five dudes at the bar. They're drinking, they're having... Now, this is the story I got at one in the morning last night. They're at the bar, they're drinking, they're having a good time. They all board the flight. She's sitting in the front of the plane. The five dudes are sitting in the back of the plane. She gets up during the flight to go to the bathroom, and the guy grabs her pussy, so she broke his nose. She punched in the face and broke his nose. (laughs) What? The five dudes got arrested when the plane landed. She got out, and then they captured her. And they grabbed her off the plane from Eugene, from San Francisco to Eugene. They questioned her. She told them what happened. They gave her emergical service because her wrist broke. Her wrist oh, yeah. shattered or something. Wow. She was just going to get on a plane with a shattered wrist? Talk, you were talking about the red devil here. You understand? We're not oh, talking Jesus. about some ordinary chick. You got to go. You got to go. God, like this happens in her life. Oh, my God. This, this is every week. Oh, every like week? Like New Year's, she fought with No. Two days ago, she fought with Jimmy Kimmel. She's a bartender <laughs> at the Wool Turn. Like, it's just fucking craziness. I'm sitting there last night watching nothing. You know when you get home from doing comedy, you don't want nothing to be on. Like, when you're sober, you smoke a number. I, and all of a sudden, the phone rings. I'm like, I got, like, three calls last night. Every one of them crazy and the other one. <laughs> so she's like, I'm in a hotel in San Francisco. I had to pay a buck eighty because they put me on a flight tomorrow at 745. So I got to be there at 6.30, blah, 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 blah. But she punched the motherfucker, broke his nose, broke her wrist because she's tiny, you know. She's single? Sounds like one of the girls I would date. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, you and her would make a beautiful <laughs> couple. She lives, you could, listen, she used to be the queen of El Compadre. She lives right there. Oh, perfect. Exactly. And you could walk that building. When you walk in the box of El Compadre, there's parking. Mm-hmm. There's a daycare, a Russian daycare, <laughs> and there's a building. That building, that's she's the landlord in that building. And if you go around the front and go, Jody, more than likely she'll go, who, who is it? 
and you go upstairs and she'll be drinking wine with an ice cube in it at 3 in the morning. Because I wow. talk to her at night. I always talk to her like I'm sitting there. She'll call late night. What the fuck? Or early. It's just people who are fucking crazy, Lee. Lee, you're tripping, aren't you? No, no he's not, not tripping. I'm no, high that's as a fuck. half a hit. I think I'm doing that I'm just going to get him ready for this weekend. That's crazy. Because once we do the grand opening, I got the liquid acid we're dropping on sugar cubes. How's that different? Oh, oh, that's when you see shit. No, strychnine, bro. Horses. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll see little horses oh, and shit. God. It's great. The bad thing about the liquid, though, is I used to sell it a long time ago. And <laughs> you have this, like, vial, and then you just take out a sugar cube, and you're like, you know, five bucks. And you'd, like, do one drip. One time I like did it and it just like a bunch came on it and I was like shit. You're I, not doing my dropper, you goddamn crazy. <laughs> yes, I am. No, you're not. I'm doing my own dropper. So oh I, my god! But I was doing it with a girl and I was like, oh, I can't give her can that I, one. Can I put them in his eyeballs? Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. Put them in your you're eyeballs. Not getting anywhere near my eyeballs. <laughs> sure, sure. We'll put them in the eyeballs. I always wondered if that could ever do anything. My friend think. used to do it, and I don't he's, think. Yeah, I don't know. People getting crazy when I was growing up. My life. It got crazier and crazier, yeah. and people, you know, I was I'm one then my fucking eyeballs, bro. Yeah, you, you know, somebody puts acid in your eyeball, <laughs> you got an eye patch, you got a fucking, <laughs> you can't get a job as you're, a driver. Yeah, Raider, you can't fan. even fuck with Uber. Is the acid nowadays still last like eleven hours or so? No. Is it not strong? This stuff. For us to fly, we have to take two hits a piece. Speak for yourself. Listen, no, that you didn't see. You were home at two in the morning last time. You fell asleep at five. It wasn't. You didn't see nothing. You I, giggled with Ari. Stuff went around. No. What no, am you, I supposed to if see? If you would have called me and said, "Joey, that was <laughs> fucked up last yeah. night," the devil pulled up a chair and told me to fucking uh, sang oh, me a song. Why does it have to be that? Why can't it just? That's be what a, you do it for. That's oh what my you do god! It for. You want to see the walls turn into water and like. <laughs> And your hands just melting off your, your No, bones. that's the exact thing I don't want to have happen. And, and then you get in the bathroom and you oh. look at yourself in the mirror and you'll freak the fuck out. You'll see your mom, your sister, your brothers inside oh, your own face. Shit. Your face will open up and... Wait, man, what happens to us? <laughs> <laughs> what? What happens to us? Jesus Christ. Uh, like, I'm going to go to this concert. I decided I'm going to see Sabbath. At the Hollywood Bowl, September nineteenth, the last show of the like, the, like the second to the last show of the tour, where they're fucking rocking, like they're tight. The Hollywood Bowl is small. It's September. It's a Monday night. Monday nights are always the best night to see a concert. Don't ever let nobody tell you any different. Yeah, Monday nights are the. Best. If I go back in history, all the good concerts I went to, Monday nights. Something about Monday, people go. You know what? I ain't drinking this weekend. And they go fucking crazy on Monday nights. <laughs> so I went online to look at the tickets. Those tickets that I want are fucking expensive. I don't even want like close. I know exactly what I need, what I could hear. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put away like 25 bucks from each road gig I do. And I'm going to buy the tickets. And I'm going to go and I'm going to get fucked up. I think I'm going to get a, one ticket and just go by myself and take my chances. It's been years since I did wow. something like that. Take an Uber. I jump out. I'm not going to walk up. Fuck an Uber the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Uber, that's the way to do it. I'm not going to walk up and down that Hollywood Bowl Hill. I'm out of shape, Jack. Can I tell you, I <laughs> love Uber. How 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 much has that changed? You know, I don't get it, on them. I'm scared. So oh, really? I have it on my phone, but I'm still petrified. Why? I don't know. I hear all these stories. What about Austin? They're, they lift. Uber's competitor has a self-driving fleet in Austin now. Are you serious? If it's not live, it's about to be live, yeah. That doesn't. I don't even think they were allowed. 
I'm not that. doing that. I don't want to get, listen. I'm so excited for self-driving listen, cars. Before self-driving, I'll take an Asian with one eye. Yeah, me too. Before, fucking, <laughs> before I take a cell, you know, I don't give a fuck, Jack. I ain't doing that shit. Yeah. No shit. I don't trust that shit at all. Fuck you. Somebody's got to man that fucking. <laughs> I know, oh, Joey, you're an asshole. People will log into computers and pilots don't even fly the planes, but there's still somebody sitting there. Yep, yeah. There's still somebody sitting there. That means the world to me. I don't want to fly with just some headless fucking horseman, and I'm going to light, and all of a sudden the fucking design goes off, and next thing you know, I'm in Bulgaria, <laughs> you know, going off a fucking cliff because I want to be cool and drive with a fucking, uh, oh, I have a fucking driving car. I don't give a fuck. You give me an Arab who hasn't taken a shower in two weeks, and I'll still drive around with him instead of fucking, uh, no disrespect to the Arab people, but whoever that is in New York, you motherfuckers got some kicks to you. In the cab in New York, dog, you get out of the cab with a headache. Uh-huh. <laughs> you yeah. get out of the fucking cab with a headache, dog. I don't know what nation they're from, you know. They just got kicked, those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Greyhounds like that, too, sometimes. You get the old bus. Oh, fuck. It stinks. People oh, are yeah. asleep. Listen, when you go on Greyhound, your expectations always have to be low. <laughs> like, if you get on a Greyhound and go, oh, this is going to be a positive experience, there's going to be drama. <laughs> there is going to be drama at some point of the, of the bus ride. I could always do, like, the longest I did was New York City to <coughs> Dallas because it was an express. And it was, like, 22 hours or something. Anything 24 and under, anybody in this room could do with their eyes closed. With an iPod, a book, a couple dollars, maybe an edible. A bus is not fucking bad, guys. I'm telling you. I right used now. to love it from Boston to New York. Yeah, that's a good bus. That's, that's a great bus. That's 25. I used to, you know, I used to do it. There's some buses, guys, you can't beat. You're on the road. You know what? An Uber, yeah, you really want an X. They want 62. This bus is 18. And what are you getting to the airport to do anyway? Hop on the bus. Yeah. You know what's crazy? The buses in Mexico. I remember when I was little, we used to go to TJ, and that bus is a whole different bus. Talk to me about that. I, I heard. Shit. I would never. Listen, guys, I went to El Paso on a bus 20 times in 40 fucking years. I was the king of that route. But there was a bus for $7 with Mexicans that had like a two-tier it, did they really sell food on the bus? Spanish television is on. <laughs> yeah. Telemundo. Yeah, guys. Yeah. I was always a little bit too scared to get on that bus. That bus was just a little too real for Uncle Joey. Yeah, <laughs> well, like I heard like the bus in Mexico City, like they pull out weapons on you on shit. Like the driver's in on it. And if you look like you got anything, it's, it's going to get took. I'm like, Mexico City? Yeah. TJ was... TJ's bus was like more of people that just asking you for money or selling you shit, like a, a frame made out of uh, you know how they make frames out of um, potato chip bags, like the Dorito bag, because that's the aluminum. But uh, ah, yeah, is Toasty it. Locos good? Paulo always wants me to try it, and it seems weird. What Toasty Locos? Yeah, What's that? It's like chips with like. Onions, it's like, a whole, and they do it in like a <coughs> Fritos bag. Oh yeah, that's real good. Yeah. Yes. I still can't get used to the fruit with like the spicy uh, chili on it. That shit's good, though. Uh, yeah, I don't like. I don't. Like that, that shit's good up here. I'm not oh used my to god! That. You know where? Who has it the best? The guy in front of Target on Victory. Yeah. And 
violent. You got fresh fruit, huh? Oh, that motherfucker did it. That's who turned me on to it. Yeah. And they put lime juice in it, too? Lime yeah. juice and shit. I tell them not to put the white shit in there. Just what, put the mango, the, white shit? the coconut. It's like... The apple. It's like Mexican kosher salt. No, 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 no. The the, the alcate something. There's a white... There's oh, Jamaica. Jamaica. The fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, Give me everything else. Double up on the oranges and the grapefruits. Yeah. Sprinkle some of that shit on it. The brown sauce with the lime juice. At least uh, I at. It's all, oh shit. I don't know, man. I, I, oh shit. You have not, no fucking idea, my it's friend. It's not gross, but it's like weird. It's like, no, 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 no. It's already it's a weird. fruit, and then there's lime, and then there's chili. It's like, fuck. <sighs> Did yeah. you taste it? Yeah, fuck yeah. And you didn't like it? Tell them to lighten yeah. on the chili next time and give okay. it another shot. One more shot because yeah. I love you. There's no place left <laughs> to go. You know what I'm saying? It is pretty I cool. Was a boy. <laughs> Just try the lemon and salt. He was cool. He yeah. gave me rain. And I was. The, I kept my distance burning up down. One more shot because <laughs> I love you. <laughs> This is what happens when you eat three stars. You, know what you feel the star, George? I fucking feel the star like the tattoo. You got to eat one with us, Red Man. It's Sunday night. What the fuck right. you here? Yeah. yeah star. You going to you gonna hang tonight? It's all over. Look at you. It's the beginning of the end for you tonight. I you just know? feel like that I don't have anything in my body, so I'm just going to trip. Fuck? That's all you need is water and coffee. You need. <laughs> You're fucking in training. That's what I tell people. You're in training. For what? There's so never an answer training. for it. He, listen, he's been in training. Since I met him, every every six months he gets a he gets a tidbit or something. He runs a few stairs, but he's always in training. He's out six nights a week, mixing it up, drinking, doing something. This kid lives it up. Yeah, he lives it up. Honest it up to God, all the way. <laughs> he really does. I gotta give him credit. Any fucking comedy guy, he's got a cocktail. He's having a good time. What are you gonna do? I wish I had those balls, but I, I don't have those balls. Even when I was his age, I took a Coke rock and ran home like a little fucking girl. <laughs> Towards the end, that's all I did. I take my Coke and run, bro, run home. Hell yeah, the privacy of if, your own home. If a naked woman was running like, help, help, fuck you, I just, <laughs> bam, fuck you. If anything, I felt anything was going to distract me getting home. I didn't fall for anything, nothing. Nothing? I stopped at every red light. Nothing. The only stop I made was at fucking 7-Eleven. They get two packs of camel and one for free. Remember in the old Hell days? Yeah, yeah. Get buy two, get one free, and I would fucking wake up with no cigarettes. Yeah. God, I hate those days. I would fucking, I got no reason to lie. No, I would fucking go home with a gram and a half, dog, and I'd wake up, and that fucking room was a cloud. <laughs> and there wasn't one cigarette left. And if you gave me more time, I'd dip into my wife's cigarette. She was talking about it a couple months ago. Damn. I remember waking up and every fucking cigarette was gone. What were you doing? It's constant thinking, like the cigarettes, like the coal. Like, oh, you get all evil and look out windows yeah. with a cigarette. <laughs> and people, you think they can't see you, but they see the orange yeah. going from your yeah. back yeah. to your lips. <laughs> Yeah, you know, my neighbors, I think they fuck with me. Like, they have, like, a motion light, that like, and they put a flag by it. So I keep thinking, like, hey, are they fucking calling me? Because the light keeps, the wind keeps moving it, and it's, yeah, I trip out. It's crazy how at one point of the night the cocaine becomes, uh, you know, I describe it in stages. Like, from for me, from, from 79 to 80 fucking three, it was fun. And then I started, and then in 83, when I moved to fucking Snowmass the first time, I started getting creepy on it. 
I started doing it in my house at night. I'm watching TV and jerking off. And usually you do that shit, you go out and you went home with no coke. Now I would go out and then you made sure you had coke when you got home just to do two or three <laughs> lines. So you could watch fucking. Before VH1, USA, USA ran Friday nights. In the early 80s to like mid-85, USA, you went home and turned USA on on Friday night. There was Saturday Night Live and Mad TV. That came later. Saturday Night Live has always been on. But Friday nights in the old days, if you were like a druggy type kid, you went out and you went home. And there was no taping it. It started at 9 and it went till 6. And there was the whole week of review and music. You know, they did art. They did all this craziness. They even showed, like, girls in bikinis just to keep you at, like, 3.30. <laughs> they played music videos. So I, I got creepy. I would watch that. You know, I started staying in more. And then I said, fuck it. I found something out. That if you have coke, people will come home with you. Ah, oh, that's a different thing now. Remember, <laughs> you go up to a chick at a bar and go, you want to come over and watch a movie? They'll go, fuck you, you creepy motherfucker. <laughs> but you give a chick a line of coke and show her a rock in that thing mm-hmm. and go, you want to come over and watch a movie? I don't give a f- fuck Christian Mingle and OK Cupid. <laughs> that always gets you in. You walk into a bar in the 80s and you're like this with a bindle, <laughs> and within minutes, dog, a chick will latch on to you. What are you doing? Yeah. Nothing. I'll come over. Let's, can my friend come? Yeah, sure. Bring her. I got extra quaaludes for everybody. You know what I'm <laughs> that bitch will be passed down an hour with what I'm slinging this motherfucker. Did you, did you ever do, I remember a while back you showed me uh, a bottle of, was it quaaludes or something like that? That Did you ever do that? You, I got you, one left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah one <laughs> I got one in case the fucking Russians come and drop a bomb That's on me. I got great. something to fucking take. Does it go you. bad? You know, I don't think those things worked. <laughs> yeah. I think they were fugazis. Yeah, all imagination. Because I took one in my living room one night and just sat there waiting for something to happen. Nothing happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> I went to sleep. I woke up. I I felt worse than what I did when I went to right. fucking sleep. So, you know, I think it's like an aspirin that they made into just like a methoqualone or whatever. But, but yeah, that was the thing. I went into stages. And then by the time before I went, like, before I went to prison... If I did blow, there was a girl in my house. Mandatory. And, and once the if the girl didn't show up, I used to have this neighbor that was dating a dude, but they didn't live together. He worked nights at the newspaper, and all I had to do was knock on her door and go, "You want to do a line?" And next thing you know, she'd come in with the robe half on, the tit hanging out, <laughs> and within two hours we'd be sixty nine and this shit. I loved all that creepiness. Then I got locked up. And then when I came out, I started that creepy shit of staying in and just doing blow. Playing and, with your dollhouse. And playing with, <laughs> with G.I. Joe. Having G.I. Joe fuck weenie weenie up the assini and shit. Where's Tony Bennett, cocksucker? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, fucking fuck. craziness. The phases that you go in and shit. Just a little something to- <laughs> Get a little halftime here. Yeah, I used to always keep a little blow around my house just in case if, uh, like, that'd be one, like, man, I want to wanna be around. Jesus Christ, this scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> Girl, come back to my house. Got some when Pepsi at home. Somebody breaks your heart. Some, somebody twice as smart. Are you feeling it? <laughs> I think you are. You got the giggle face. I'm feeling something. <laughs> <laughs>
I can tell. I'm feeling something, cocksuckers. And we killed all the stars. Look at that. There's oh, one left over here. Lee, we got chocolate for you. Fuck that. Lee, does this look different to you? Uh, wait, let me show them. That's weird, but no. No. <laughs> All right. I'm, I think I'm feeling something, but I don't think it's going to be that much. You're feeling it, Cocksuckers. Don't be worried. So when you go home, you see devils and shit. Oh, Jesus Christ, right there. <laughs> I thought, I thought like, the song was skipping. <laughs> like, wait, is this a CD all of a sudden? No. Uh, what is happening? What's up, buddy? That's what I used. I, I used to be the guy that would like fuck with my friends when we we're tripping. You know, be That's like terrible. You know, like I would, I, would, I would talk and just like start like stuttering, and they'd be like, "Wait, what you just say?" <laughs> you know what? You know what's really cool to do when you're tripping, Lee, what's is that? to get in a room and have just one lamp with like a light bulb in it, and uh, Whoa. Uh, uh, just like, turn off all the lights. Turn off all the lights, right? And you just sit there in this complete darkness for like, I don't know, like uh, five minutes. And then you just flip the light switch on real quick. And then it will burn an image into your eyes. And then you could see like a ghost around. Like we would look at each other and, uh, and just like look at each other's faces. And then flip the light real quick. And then I could see my friend's face just kind of still glowing there. Wow. Do you want to stare into each other's eyes and do that do with it. me? Come on. I, well, I don't know who I'm going to do it with. Have you lost your fucking mind? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to stare at each other's eyes? Yeah, I want to stare into your eyes like a fucking vampire and shit. <laughs> Wait for you to suck my dick like some fucking I'm a fucking yeah. sapien or some shit. <laughs> so, Lee, did you go on a lot of dates using OkCupid? Or did yeah, you- but they were... I mean, not a lot, but like the few I went on were like... See, I I always was a relationship person, mm-hmm. and I liked one-night stands, but that's... It took me... like I was a chubby dude. It took me a while to have sex, so I didn't want to like just do it and like give up on that girl. Right. Because like, it was like I put in all did that work. you used to have a lot of one-night stands? No, I didn't have a lot of them, but like a lot of... I had a few before Paula. Were you uncomfortable? <laughs> okay. This one, this was probably the worst. Okay, Cupid. It was right by fucking... Okay. You know where Getting Dug With High is? <laughs> where they taped that? Yeah. There's a, uh, a dog grooming place nearby, like around the corner. I went on an okay, Cupid date with... This is why I don't date Jewish girls. She was just the stereotypical Jewish girl. She took me there to pick up her dog, which is a dog she got off of like from the desert in Arizona. Like she just found a dog. It's the worst dog in the world. It like attacks you. <laughs> I, well, she brought, long story short, she brought me back to her house. Had, was peeing with me in the shower in like in the in the toilet first date, and we had it was like the worst sex I've ever uh, had. It was just rest. terrible. And then she was also. I always had the girls who were like, "Don't go down on me because I'm not going to do that to you." She was like, "The right off the bat, right off the bat." That's uh, disgusting. Oh, yeah. Don't go down on me. First off, what gave you the fucking atrocity <laughs> to right. think that a guy like me would eat your fucking? <laughs> you got a desert dog. Who Get the out fuck of here. do you think you're dealing with here? <laughs> yeah, but that, that was but. Yeah, that was the worst one. You don't have like a credit application type breakdown to ask them before you even take them to dinner if they suck. You do, up. but you don't ask. You don't ask them at least. <laughs> like, bro, I, you met me back then. I was so I'm not gonna ask somebody if they suck dick over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish I had those balls. Like hey, you gonna suck my dick? <laughs> no. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hilarious. <laughs> I'd be embarrassed. I, I maybe I should go through my old account. Those. Oh god, those have been so embarrassing. 
I never, ever, ever went like I didn't even I didn't know about the computer when <laughs> the dating sites and all this shit. Like I couldn't imagine filling out a profile. I know. And then going on and going on dates with creepy people, meeting them like a Denny's and talking about <laughs> shit. Oh, that's a fucking nightmare. Hell no. We I was always horrible at that. I was horrible yeah. at that stuff. Like having to court you, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Look, you're single, right? You got nothing going on. You work on insurance company nine to five. You make fucking twelve hundred a week. Listen, let's get together. Let's join forces. What else you got to lose? Well, I don't know. My brother plays the harmonica. I don't give a fuck. I got nothing to do. <laughs> I liked it because, like, I was always too scared to just go up to a girl in a bar. Like, yeah, that's, that was that would be way too much for me. Well, now want, I can maybe do it. You don't want to meet then. a girl at a bar anyway, man. That's it's that's no, those I, are the worst relationships usually. Right. Yeah, but you know what? That's where you get your like your game from, your instinct. Oh yeah, I have your no smoothness. Game. Well, that's where it, it's like that's open micing it right now. You got to go to the bars to get those bitches, and then later you get them at the club. See, I believe in that. I yeah. believe in going to a club, meeting a girl, and then going to that same bar Tuesday, and she's there, and you talk to her some more. Yeah, and then maybe that night you go home with her. And she's drunk and you both pass out. You know what I'm saying? And then you start. Now we already broke the fucking thing, okay? <laughs> I slept in your bed. Now let's push this forward. Well, we went too fast. Take me to the movies. All right. You take them to the movies. You take them to dinner. You swap spit in the car. You rip their bra on. You're back at the house. That's it. The elephant's out of the room. You're fucking. Mm-hmm. Now you get this fucking lie going. That's it. That eliminated the lies. But those three dates until I fuck you. I hate that. Yeah. You know, oh, do you like, oh, really? You like Gwen <laughs> Stefani? Oh, my God. I can't wait to see what she names her baby. Get the fuck out of here. There ain't, there ain't no guy in the world unless the only one Gwen Stefani is suck our dick. We don't give a fuck about the baby, who she dating, what kids. But when we're in the beginning stages, we sit there and, uh, yeah, I'll do that. I ain't doing that no more. I'll pick your after, kids up. After you blow me and I suck your pussy, that's it. We're on normal terms. There's no more flowers. There's no more opening doors. There's no more nothing. If I'm watching it, you're watching it. What's on? That's good. That's good. That's great. You got another? You bring a TV with you because this is what we're watching. This motherfucker right here. I got another TV. You got an antenna. I got some aluminum foil. Once you suck my dick, it's over. Yeah. Once All I eat your, once listen. Once I eat your ass and put three fingers in there, and you moan. That's it. The conversation is done. There's no more argument. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right or wrong? Totally yeah. right. I'm going home to do laundry. Take mine. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second. Let me give you a bag. What are you talking about? Oh, I just was eating your ass. That's commitment. <laughs> I'll get the sales next week. <laughs> I go to sales. I got the pet. Remember when you went to sales for that, for that first dicky bitch you guys ate met? <laughs> And you went to Zale and put that shit on a payment plan. How uh, fucked up were you? When I got married, dog, she fucking went and got the wedding wings on like $36 a month. I remember her coming home going, we paid off the wedding wings. Meanwhile, I got 10000 in cash upstairs and Coke money. She don't know nothing about. And I'm uh, like, this fucking Momo, I could have just bought the fucking rings. $36. Now my fucking credit. And we paid them off. But we paid like for eighteen hundred dollars that they weren't even worth that. When you go to Zales, yeah. you're paying a thousand over book for that shit. That shit's hollow as fuck. Mm-hmm. That shit's hollow as fuck. Those are smugglers' rings. You can fucking put coke in there like an ounce and go. What? How can I fit an ounce of coke into this fucking <laughs> ring? That empty shit from Zales with that fucking 
the blood diamond. That's what that's what a blood diamond is, right? Mm. Black people die and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> now, how do I get a diamond that nobody dies? Uh, you can get you could get the ones, the fake ones that looked ex- like even the the jewelers can't tell. Bro, the, the Cuban zirconians. I've been selling those shit since '83, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm gonna drop eleven hundred when I can drop thirty two fifty at Kmart. Right, and they got top ones at Kmart. Those. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking Cuban zirconians at Kmart. Why were you buying rings at Kmart? Because you don't know when you're gonna get pussy. That's the last closer. That's you the not la- propose to a girl to get saved. Four in the morning, a good blowjob when you're coked up, you rip out a ring. Shit happens, Jack. Mm-hmm. Try it. What would they say? The, the, listen, what are they gonna say? They, they, they're fucked up. You're fucked up. Don't worry, we're going to Mexico tomorrow. It's official. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it like a wedding-looking ring? Or? Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> they, they're so good nowadays that the, the jewelers really can't tell the difference between a diamond and these like uh, these new kind of like fake diamonds. I don't know if it's Cuban or, or whatever. Wow. Cuban. Cuban. Cuban zirconians. Those Cuban. are the best. <laughs> Fidel's most putting those into the economy <laughs> since fucking 1978. He's been bumping those into the economy. Yeah. Lee, you learn something new every fucking podcast. That's so cool. In the eighties, when people were doing blow, that's what you were giving out. Zirconians like a motherfucker. Lee, do you eat butt? Do you eat ass? Do you? No. He's never eaten no what? ass. That's gross. I think it's something you kind of get older. You start doing. I mean, I never really did. No, it by twenty-seven, I was already like in shock that I had eaten somebody's ass. By twenty-seven, <laughs> I was walking around like, I, gotta, I, I can't be doing blow with women. Yeah. And I get all <laughs> fucking because that's a different thing. The, the same thing when you just fuck bitches in high school and like in college, and you just fuck women. That's one thing. But once you add cocaine to the mix, George, tell him how good that pussy is. Yeah, I mean, I was crazy. It, re- it gets crazy. Yeah, I already had Lee, a kid. crazy. At 18, I already had a kid at 18. And, like, Jeez. you know, we're living together. So I was eating ass. Every- it was weird, man. It was well, so you just blow with her? Fuck yeah. And you work it. Like, you get dirty and shit and fucking put your hand in that yeah. pussy. Oh, and they yeah. start sweating, and their titties get sweating, mm-hmm. and they start drinking from that fucking cock, and you hit them with the cock. Oh, it's disgusting <laughs> shit when you get coked up, but I love it. There's, <laughs> a chicken, try it. there's a chicken Facebook I got evil with the night that Doug Flutie threw that touchdown. I went and ripped this girl out of her fucking lover's house, dog, <laughs> with like an ounce of blowers. And look, you're sitting with this guy with a robot. Look, look what I'm throwing over here. She goes, meet me in the bottom of the corner in five minutes. And she's like, I'm like, what are you going to take those pants off? I'll never forget. She's like, you have to guess the color of my underwear. I go red. She goes, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, we ate ass and got, I pulled the hair, pissed oh. on her. It was on, dog. You're fucking her with no condoms in the ass and the pussy. You're sweating. Double you stop to do some lines and shit. Then you put coke in the pussy and eat it. That's oh, a wrap. Then you flip it over, put a Coke rock in her ass, eat that. <laughs> then you stop and drink champagne. Then you, champagne. <laughs> then you put champagne on your cock and she sucks it some more. Then you watch a TV show for like an hour with a robot. <laughs> she makes you a sandwich. And she gives you a, no, there's no food involved. She no. gives you an ear beating about her childhood, how she went to Christian school and the, <laughs> and the nun tried to molest her. And you sit there and inhale this ear beating. And while she's telling you this perverted story that happened to her, you're kind of getting turned on, right or wrong? You're like, wait a second. The nun did what to you? Hold on one second. Fuck it. Put the heels back on. Holy, it gets ugly. And you start snorting, and now the sun's coming up, and your dick starts getting small. 
and you can't get a heart on, so you're eating her ass, then they get up and suck your dick for 20 minutes, and they got to stop and drink more champagne and do two <laughs> more bumps, then they suck your dick. It is fucking disgusting, but unbelievable at the same time. Yeah. Fucking disgusting. You wake up the next morning, you look at that person and go, Wow. I'll never look at you the same way. <laughs> and they'll never they'll look at you the same way and go, I broke you down last night. You did disgusting things to me. But I, that's when you tell women, you know what? Get your dildo and stick it up my asshole. You what? Know, what? No. I never did that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But most guys do that shit. Don't make, yeah. Don't make believe. Don't make believe. You know what? I'm going to dress up like a girl. Smack me with your heel. <laughs> Grab the G.I. Joe. Stick it in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Feet first. <laughs> I can't handle the shoulders again this time. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I don't like the ass shit at all, man. I the massage people always try to put their fingers in my ass, and I'm just like, stop! I do not believe you still go to massage parlors in this day and age. No regular massage parlors. I'm not even talking about whack places. There's no rock. Every place here sucks your dick. That's what the city's <laughs> known for. No, why? It's it sucks trying to get a regular massage though. Okay, <laughs> let me ask you a question. So you walk in, do they just go for it, or do you have to be like start like that? Did I we, would be so nervous sitting in that chair, I'd probably pass out. Well, you're not in a chair, you're in a bed. Uh, and it, you could, you're pretty much, they just give you, most places just give you a regular massage. And then when you flip over, they'll whisper in your ear, like, you know, and then you're like, yes. And then, uh, but and a lot then of, like, isn't it like they ask you, like, hey, do you want the extra? Uh, they usually it, it change, it's different. You know, a lot of times they'll just whisper in my ear like, hey, "You want something?" But if you want something, you could also like start rubbing her, like legs right. and stuff while she's massaging uh, you, and then she'll get the hint, and then she'll just go right for it. You know, I want to go. And then what? <laughs> so fucking bad. Oh. But here's the, let me give you the flip side. Of this. I have a friend, dear friend of mine, and one day we were talking about something completely different. <clears throat> we got to talking about massages. He told me that him and his jujitsu buddies go to this certain place on Laurel Canyon there, and mm-hmm. it's it's really like the chick is really she's old, she's not very attractive, mm-hmm. the boyfriend's always there with a the guy, but she's really good for backs and necks. But then after a fucking few more bites of a fucking hot dog or whatever we were eating, this guy went nuts and started telling me about that he's basically gone to every one of those that he has an Asian fetish. And then he goes, and then he probably dropped like $8,000 like in 2014. And then I go, "What? so what do you do now? He goes, I just don't go. You know, every once in a while I have this Asian girl that I meet at a hotel in Marina Del Rey, and she's like $750. Oh, my God. But he goes, he gets her for the whole night. She's fucking a 10. You know, she's 24. She's like Americanized, you know, the whole thing. But he basically told me this, Red Band. He goes... I loved it. He goes, I got addicted to all those Lancashire ones. Then he goes, I started going into Reseda <laughs> and deep into those other ones and all this. He said he got a rash, bro, uh, around his dick and on his balls. Ew. That is just like he has to keep going back to the doctor. The doctor doesn't know what it is. Oh, gross. It's uh, like a bacteria infection. Yeah, like, like some bacteria thing. I go, were you eating them or anything? He goes, no. Yeah. He goes, but they suck dick. But he goes, they're fours. And he goes, it's like the ones they pull out of jail and shit. They, they tie them up, and you can see it. They beat them. He said that he used to live at that one, that the, the best blowjob he ever got 
was the one down the block from the ha-ha. He goes, there's a skinny girl in there that sucks the best dick he's ever had in his life that your eyes cross and everything. A <laughs> hundred bucks. I don't know what he was. He was telling me, dog, but he was, like he said, he did this shit all the time. He's a good looking dude, but he dates like Hollywood chicks, but he wants to eat ass and tie them up and light them on fire. And he goes, they always run out of his apartment. They can't handle him and shit. Yeah. I mean, it, I, that website, rubmaps.com, it's like Yelp for massage parlors. And I was addicted to, because I was trying to write a bit. Uh, that's how I start, found out about it. So I started reading all the reviews, and I was like, I've never gone to a what massage What kind of parlor. reviews do people get? Read some reviews. Uh, Read me a review. All right, here, I'll get right in. Find nice. me a local one. Sure. Because he said, he said, like, listen, man. He goes, he went to one that they would do the switcheroo, that the chick was chubby. She just had a kid. They're Chinese. They smell like they're eating kimchi and shit. And he goes, you can't really fuck them. There's no satisfaction. He goes, you take the blowjob because you're there. (laughs) But he goes, he got like a rash around his dick when he started fucking this one chick from the juice in her fucking little monkwa. That's disgusting. My friend gave me some cash. I entered and paid $50. I got a room in the middle and waited for at least three minutes and came in and I thought she was Asian. She went on... uh, a little, and I found out that she was actually speaking Spanish. I believe she was Cuban. <laughs> I felt like asking her out on a date. She was so pretty, but I probably wouldn't have got, got uh, rejected. Anyways, I got full service for from her for $120. I wasn't disappointed. She was a hot body, probably a 9 or a 10 in L.A. looks. Uh, she gave me a bl- blow job while I stood up, and then I pounded her doggy style for a good while. After we chatted for a bit, uh, I left. <laughs> This There's place no is... way he pounded her at all. Huh? Who writes reviews? Yeah. Oh, dude. Look, I mean, this this one place that I'm... There's uh, about 200 reviews. Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> That's so sad. That's straight uh, snitching that and giving love. Great. Now, what place is this? Uh, we'll talk off. The, this is the place that I was telling you about that's uh, connected to the, a weed place. And it's owned by the same guy. So you pretty much... It's either Brazilians or Cubans next door, uh, all massages. And then when you're done, you just go to the weed shop next door. It's like the perfect place. Wow. So I've been told. But it, I mean, but when I did, when I started like really getting into it and figuring out, like I, I went and got a hand job. Like, and I was like, it was the most nerve wracking thing ever, Lee. Disgusting. And, 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 so wait, it, disgusting. So someone who's going to give a hand job is disgusting. grabbing my weed? Huh? That's gross. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It's connected. two different places. It's connected. It's not like. But uh, then I then after I got I first did it, it kind of was like, oh, I could see getting addicted to this. Can you, you know? can, can you finish like like I would imagine I would be well, too nervous. To- well, tell you what, man, the the person that I got it from, she was from Vietnam, and she was a, a little bit older. She was like forty years old, and she uh, she did things where she would blow on it and then like do like like street fighter moves you know the heleruka <laughs> or whatever the fireball thing and like like but like she, doing stuff for the ass and it, aren't you? <laughs> it, it, i don't know what they do they have techniques for just hand jobs that would blow your mind you would think that there's three people sucking on your dick but it's just her and her hands and blowing on your dick hole it's crazy uh, and how much do they charge for that? Well, usually, you know, $40 for a half hour, $50 for an hour massage. And then if you get a hand job, it's usually $40 tip is what is common. That's and all? It, yeah, blowjobs, 80 and then 120 for sex. 40 for a hand job. 
Only a hundred and twenty. I don't bucks. want a fucking hand job. <laughs> Do you understand me? I would never want a fucking hand job ever in my life. <laughs> yeah. Ever. I got over a hand job when maybe I was sixteen or seventeen. Something like. Even when girls, when you date them, they start have, have giving you a hand job pre suck. Listen, knock it off. No, <laughs> for a blowjob, there's no opener. That motherfucker shows up like a true headliner, solo. You know what I'm saying? He's like John Lennon. He shows up with a flute and a fucking Chinese woman. He don't give a fuck, Jack. I mean, you know, I hated all that shit. I was in, guys, I don't know, man. When I realized I was fucking inadequate sexually, like as a young guy, like it just did not work for me. Like fucking a hooker just did not work for me. I wanted it to be something else. And then that put me into shock, so I always come quick. So when I'm with a regular chick I like, unless I'm breathing and I focus, in the beginning it's a horror show. So it's not like I'm going to pay somebody to have a fucking horror show. Right. So I was always very naive to that world. I had friends that would tell me where they'd go or that you know there's a chick or something. But I was in Michigan. I was a feature act. And I would drive, and my shoulder would hurt. And I saw a massage, and I went in there, and some fucking chick answered that was very Americanized, Chinese woman, pretty hot. I didn't catch it, guys. I'm in who the fuck knows what part of Michigan I'm in. And she's talking to me, and I go, what do you guys do? And I'm rubbing my shoulder, you know? And, and I'm thinking, and all of a sudden, she goes, go into this room, $40, boom. Within two minutes, this little penguin-looking bitch comes in. <laughs> and she's like, you take off clothes. Take off clothes. And I'm like, why do I have to take off my fucking clothes? And I looked, and there was no, like, chair. There was no, it was just a bed, like, yeah. on stilts. Mm -hmm. And she's like, take off clothes. And I go, why? And she goes, uh, $35 hand job, 50 blow job. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Get back to this fucking hand job. Like, I was in shock. <laughs> like, this ain't happening, but you want $35 to give somebody a fucking hand job? And then do what? Well, the, the good thing about hand jobs is at least there's no condom because, like, on the blowjobs and the sex, supposedly they wear condoms. Uh, so it's like what, getting a blowjob with a condom on. Whoa, Why would you pay for that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know the same people who work at Chipotle? <laughs> They're the same people who give you a hand job, okay? <laughs> them, that meat isn't bacteria laced because McDonald's gives it to them that way. I think Chipotle is just hiring people who give fucking hand jobs by fucking time. That's why everybody's getting sick. You drink that hand job juice. Let me tell you something, Doug. I don't want nobody touching my dick with their hands. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you how fucking crazy I am. Why? Let me tell you how crazy I am. When I get home at night, okay? I'm a fat fuck. So when I run up the stairs, I always forget to piss. I'm 52. I gotta pee every 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes I get in the car and I leave the comedy store so fast, I'm like, I should have fucking pissed. Then I go to Laurel Canyon, then I get them. By the time I get home, I got to fucking pee. <laughs> I run up the fucking stairs. I run through the door. Guys, before I take my dick out, the first thing I do is I hit the hot water. And I let the hot water get hot. And I put not the regular house soap that my wife uses, but the hand job dick soap, touching people's hands at the comedy <laughs> store, hanging out, opening up the door at the 7-Eleven. You ever touch the 7-Eleven, you get Mulgaria yeah. under your fucking fingernails <laughs> and shit. It looked like my big toe. 
You have to, I boil my hands before I tell No matter how bad I got a pee, sometimes I even feel the pee dripping out of my dick. I boil my hand. I boil the fingertips, and I take my dick out with the fingertip. I pull the skin back, and I sit there. And once I pee, I wash my hands. When you're out, you got to do this yeah. shit, guys. You got to do this shit. You got you to assume that guy that walked out didn't wash his hand and just grabbed that fucking handrail. You have to assume this shit. You have to. When I fly, I fly with those towels now. You got terrorists breathing. That's bad enough. <laughs> Some guy breathing a bowl on your fucking yeah. tabletop, yeah. and you're eating your fucking Freed's dried peanut from the airline. Yeah. No, you're not going to get fucking sick. So it's the same fucking thing. You got to boil your hands before you touch your dick. Dog, when I would date a girl for after, after like three months ago, can I talk to you in private? You think I'm kidding? I go, do me a favor, dog. When you piss... Sit correctly and fucking wipe the toilet because I want to eat your monkey. I don't want to get germs in my mouth. That's how much a fanatic I was Damn. at 22 about eating pussy. I seen these women piss. They piss anywhere like animals. I got to eat that. I got to eat that fucking monkey. You're pissing on a fucking men's toilet with your pussy out like that. Like You got to fucking put something there. You don't want those germs in the toilet. A pubic hair touches your fucking pussy. That's sex. That's sex. You cheated on me, you dirty bitch. Even if CSI comes over and they find a pussy hair, a dick hair from fucking him and your fucking dick. Sometimes yeah. I'm shitting, right? Sometimes you're shitting, you, you know, your hair gets so long, it falls out of the follicle. And you see it later on. Like You come back and you go, hmm. Whose long hair is that floating in the fucking toilet? Well, that's mine. That fucking white hair that comes off your nutsack. When you get old, you, you know you have you know the, all the what are the ads for all the shampoos? Uh, Head and shoulders. Yeah, like they all have ads about you know the dandruff. The, not dandruff. The, 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 it's uh, your, your hair tips. Split ends. Split ends. Well, when you have split ends on your dick, they just fall off. <laughs> there's no dent. There's no shampoo to save the split ends on your dick. You gotta shave them and start from scratch. But how many guys have walked in? You ever see a big fucking pubic hair right in between? Let's say this is the toilet seat. The toilet seat always has that fucking gap there, right there. There's always a toilet there because if you're a regular guy, you take your dick out of that. When you take it out, a hair falls out, and it's always right there, floating right there. So you're going to go pee. I want you first of all, and I don't want you to wipe it off because then the sides of your hand might get the fucking thing between the toilets. Don't even touch it. Mind your business. Just take toilet paper, put it down, then sit down, and put a pick up an extra inch above your pussy. You like going to yoga? That's yoga. Don't let your pussy hit the toilet. Pick that motherfucker up like that and pee like a horse and then come back to me. Then I can eat your pussy with confidence. That's all you want to do. I don't ask for much, Lisa. You know what and and wipe front to back. I don't like that poop pussy. You know, where... Listen, Listen, I'll take it marinated either way, Cajun or American. You know, Uncle Joey. You got a little poop in it that you just wipe that shit off with antibacterial. And you eat that motherfucker out. It smells like Windex for two minutes, and that's it. I hate I hate when it's too clean. Sometimes it's that soap pussy where you're just like, God, I no, can no. taste dove. Yeah, you no, know, I, I know what, what what soap. Well, then you got to open it up. You got to fucking stretch yeah. it out and put that hand in there. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you hear noises like a, yeah. like the bottom of a cake. Like you hear that. <laughs> I was like, it's Sunday night, cocksuckers. NBC Sports has what? Family night? Fuck this. This is fucking the, what do we call this? The round table tonight. Who gives a fuck what's crack a lacking out here? So it's crack. We still got an edible left, ladies and gentlemen. A punch, 200 milligram milk chocolate. You know, if you eat chocolate, it's good for the heart. Yeah, but. 
<laughs> edibles is uh, dangerous. George Perez, you're looking dark tonight. You should. <laughs> dark. You're looking I mean, dark. I've been cleaning the yard. This, this fucking this edible gave you those Johnny Sanchez little bags. <laughs> I have the Aries Spears dark on. I go. Let me tell you something, man. I go back with George Perez a long fucking time. It's crazy. Where'd you guys first meet? Some fucking Mexican comedy room. Yeah, it was Somewhere. in Orange County. It was uh, Red Peppers. Oh, my God. It was weird. And you know what's crazy? Like, we're out of that loop. All those oh, rooms yeah. still exist. There's little guys that have rooms every fucking night. Those little Mexican kids <laughs> have those rooms. I ain't mad at them. That's no. why I cut my fucking chops. You know, I didn't go up at the store till twelve fifteen, AA, which is really one AM. So you had to do something. What are you gonna do? Sit in your house and you go crazy. So I would call Felipe, you know, or Jeff Garcia. I mean, there was twenty of these kids. Fly had Casa Latina yeah. and they had food there. If you got there early, I had a buffet. Oh <laughs> shit. Oh shit. They had like the leftover buffet, like the older tacos. I didn't give a fuck. Nah, they're still good. A little good. That's how we met, man. When when Martin Moreno had a room and Whittier, and it's it was fucking crazy. You would go out at night and do comedy three nights a week. Look at this fucking good look. Look at him. He's fucked up. Right. Lee, eat some chocolate. I'll bring you back. You can eat. Is it eat some chocolate? You crazy? Do you see any visuals yet, Lee? No, nah, he don't uh, see dick. He's no. I didn't give him enough. Next time, the grand opening of the new office, we're going to go <laughs> deeper than deep out of respect for fucking MLK. <laughs> Tomorrow's Martin Luther fucking King Day. That Is means it? The banks are closed. Oh, man. It's an official holiday. You guys that. could go up, but the comedy stores will be bumping tonight. Oh, that's true. Every comedy club should be busy tonight. Yeah. Every Like, it's a good night to do comedy. <laughs> Man, what, what's with the silence, guys? What's this, what? This, I say something wrong here, cocksuckers. No, I'm it's a good night fuck. to do comedy. No, what's what's the purpose of the show? I know, I feel you. I'm ha- I'm having a great time. <laughs> the purpose of the show is to come on on a Sunday night and get high and uh, chitter chat a little bit. I just like you know. I've done a lot of coke, and I'm, for some reason, I can't feel like my little forehead by my nose. <laughs> <laughs> you know that little forehead you got. <laughs> In real life, or right, right now, I can't feel this right here. Like I feel like if I'm an ornament. Oh man, is that happening? Going to happen to me now? No, I, I don't know. <laughs> fucking me all fucked up. I don't do coke, and my fucking thing is hurting me. My third eye is sore. Your third eye is sore. That's what your third eye is. Yeah. When you meditate, right? And like you do the kundalini, you have to look straight up at your third eye. I thought you were talking about your brown eye. No, and hopefully, you want to open up the brown eye. Leave GI Joe alone. <laughs> Leave GI Joe alone, cocksucker. Bro, my mother was pissed when she found that fucking woman's house. When she found the Barbie doll yeah, house, she was she, pissed. Did she did did she make you throw it away, or did you talk like a hey, look? Like calm it was down. like a serious. No, 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 that was my mom's biggest fear because she felt that she had raised me around too many women. That's how I was raised. <clears throat> so she kept thinking, I got to toughen this kid up. So every opportunity she had, and now she catches me with a fucking dollhouse in the basement. You know, something ain't right here. <laughs> and then I'm, but me, I was looking at it as just, I, I could lie to everybody and say I was like having them fuck. I wasn't. I just was having them like live. 
like <laughs> army guys going to regular chicks' houses and watching TV and shit like white people should do. I don't know why. Have you told uh, your mom that when she let you keep it? No, no. But it was like a fantasy of mine that was acting out. You know, he asked me what type. You know what? I'll I tell you what intrigued me when I was a child with models. Oh, really? You know why? Because I, you could do them by mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. I liked anything I could do by myself. I was never good. Like Monopoly, I always quit after I got Boardwalk Empire. Once I got the two blue ones, yeah. I don't want to buy no hotels. Who needs a hotel? I got the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like I never, like I, I like Battleship. Mm. Yes, that was my one of my favorites. That's my favorite. Yeah. I liked uh, the guy with it. You electrocute yourself. Operation. 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 I, I, I got like risk. Please don't spill the beans until I put the bean in my ear. Oh, and yeah, I forgot about right. it Christmas yeah. Eve, and I took it out like in May and shit. Oh, my After my mom God. kept putting hot oil in there and saying Sonic Alito Rana. We get to the hospital, and there's a bean in my ear. She just started smacking me right at the doctor's office. You son of a bitch. I thought you had a tumor in your fucking ear. It was a fucking bean the whole time. What game did you say, Risk? Yeah, Risk. Isn't that well, that really complicated, hard one? Yeah, it's like where you got to take over territories. Yeah, I never did that. Yeah. We had it, but it seemed too hard. I like anything that you... I, I I even thought about it. If my vision was a little better, I'd go buy a model. I'd start with like a like an Avengers or something like that. Something on the simpler note. Something that a guy would be standing and they have the little stand. Then you have to come back and paint it. That's what I liked when I was a kid. You know what's cool? You might get into is uh, Legos are really intense now. Like you you yes. you'll buy like a kit and it's almost like uh, putting together a puzzle. Uh, like you'll be like, all right, you have to make the Death Star from Star Wars, you know. And it's just you're trying to figure which part goes together so you can build this picture of it. So it's kind of like puzzle mixed with pot. Uh, Here's mom. the problem: I need a distraction like right now. Like I need, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I wish I could go collect comic books all over again or collect stamps and. Mm-hmm. Get bugs from other countries and shit like that. <laughs> Look at this poor bastard. Look at him. He's falling asleep behind the wheel. He's the Captain Kirk of the Enterprise. I don't know how you, you do this, Lee. You're a tough cookie, man. I could not party like you uh, <laughs> and Joey. <laughs> 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 Tell us. Neither can I. I mean, do you like do you like spend like days just sleeping in, in between podcasts? No, he doesn't let me. I'm <laughs> jujitsu. Oh, that's right. You're doing, you're doing kettlebells. Yeah. How's that going along? I like kettlebells a lot. Yogi Steve's really cool. Jiu Jitsu, it's growing on me. You're working out the Red Band. Last yeah. I'm not doing, you're doing Jiu Jitsu? Yeah. Do you like it? Or is that like rolling around with other guys kind of? Th- no, that's not the problem. It's no. just super hard. It so is. It's, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, I'd rather just be on the elliptical watching a movie again, but. It's better that I do do it too. Yeah, I'll just periscope and read up people making fun of me the whole time. You know, uh, if I have to <clears throat> talk to him, and I talk to Diagostino, and I talk to a lot of young kids at the club, and you ask them, how old are you, you know, and you get to like them and you ask them questions. I know George Perez for sure. I don't know about you, Brian. I know George Perez for sure. You were raised on the streets. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about the streets. I'm not talking about people throwing arrows at you. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about getting up at 9 in the morning and playing stickball and playing two-hand touch. And, and, and I'm, talking, I'm talking about a simple kid's life. I don't know if anybody has that. Have anybody had that in this room? Yeah, I did. I had up, that. And I'm talking pre-drugs. 
pre any of that nonsense, really, when you went to the movies together with six kids and you, you went to, you know, a sporting event or you went and bought an album with six kids, but the whole thing was you were outside breathing and getting air and, and doing something, you know. I learned how to play outside. Even, yeah, towards the end, you took bricks and you put leaves around them and you put them in the middle of the street and a car would hit it and you'd run away. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you learn how to be mischievous, but that's part of the American way. Everybody growing up expected for their window to be broken in a, in a suburbia. You what know, are you talking about? You know, you threw a rock. You were outside playing baseball in front of your house. Your mom comes out and goes, Brian, please. Not in front of the house, the windows. And you're like, Mom, I'm not even hitting it over there. Guess what? Next pitch, ba-bam, there goes your fucking window. Now you got to work it off. You got to go mow the lawn for 18 weeks, pick up the glass. That's what I'm talking about. That used to happen in America where people broke your fucking window playing baseball, kid, or, you know, something. That you go walk, you go on the streets, you don't see this no more. It destroys my insides because that's your basic instinct. Now you have to put your child in a special after school program to be around other kids just to learn what you're supposed to really learn on the natural. You shouldn't have to learn this in an after school program, how to mingle. When I go down, I you know, I drive down Colfax and I see those kids from North Hollywood High. And those kids look like little thugs. But guess what? North Hollywood High is rated one of the highest high schools in the country for fucking programs and I mean it's fucking amazing. But the kids are out. There's a donut shop. It's like Arnold's. You know, they have a place. They have they have yum-yum donuts. Then they have a cheeseburger place. Go in that cheeseburger place at 3 o'clock. I dare you. Take an hour to get a fucking hamburger. It's a bunch of kids in there. The kids sneak around. They smoke cigarettes. They got a little semblance there. Where we hang out and get coffee, there's a couple of young kids that hang out there and get coffee, and they smoke cigarettes. But for the meantime, these fucking streets are bare, guys. They're fucking bad. There's no more kids out there. Do you think it's just an L.A. thing? Because I, I know where I grew up, we, we lived in like a little neighborhood and we'll all the no. kids, we play kick the cans no, no. and all that it's shit. No, because County I'm talking too. about like Lee. Yeah. Lee don't like going out. Yeah. I got to beg Lee to get out of the house. If, if, if I didn't come into Lee's life, Lee would go to work, stay home, and then go somewhere Friday with his friends and have a few drinks. But in his heart, he can't wait to be home because he knows he could stop at Taco Bell and he could get the whole fucking shebang home and just sit there with his feet up like a doctor. Lee's a king, but Leo stay home. Ever since I met him, I'm trying to get him out of the fucking house. He's a 27-year-old kid. Tell him what you were doing at 27, how you were living. Fuck, at 27. I see how you're living at 41. I remember how you were living at 27. Yeah. You were on the road with us, yeah. getting thrown into different situations. You know, getting dumped by the girl, the dog, the, the first one, going back, the other one. This is life. Lee stays in. I just try to get him out of the house. You got to get out. I go get to the kettlebell. He goes to 24-hour fitness. He sits in the corner by himself on a fucking eucalyptal. He watches a movie while he's on the eucalyptal, whatever the fuck he's on. He doesn't even live life. Since I met him, all I asked him is go out and live life with some. You hang out with a 52-year-old fat ex-felon who's a comedian. Go get some friends that are 27. He's not a druggie, Lee. He likes his little fucking star, and we get smoked on the hash. He loves it because it's his favorite activity like mine. What do you do after you smoke weed? You go eat, and you go home like a fucking doctor. Who's better than that? Listen, 
at the end of the day, in my world, I don't give a fuck what you do. Snorting glue, eating mm -hmm. fucking strippers, asshole. Nothing's better than stopping getting three tacos and going home. Nothing. And taking your shoes off, throwing them on the floor and going, God damn, it feels good to be a gangster. And you look at your pack of cigarettes and you got enough for the, you got three for tonight and one for breakfast to get you back to 7-Eleven. That's the struggle, bitch. Lee won't, bro, I'll call Lee on a Friday. He stays in till Sunday. No sunlight. You got to do a hobby. Got to get a hobby that's outside. Like he don't want no hobby outside. His hobby is the couch. Do you stand up comedy? And watching bad TV and Netflix. That's his hobby. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I like. Fuck it. You I mean, research. I, I'm kind of like that. Yeah. I'm like that too, but not when I was 27. I That was my dream at 27. To man, someday I'm going to be able to stay in every night and watch fucking TV and eat. I bet if he, your dream has come true. If you're single, no. though, you're out more, right? Well, yeah, I would, I would be. But hell no, hell no. He would be in every fucking night watching computer videos and Jews, Jew music, people jumping up and down in Israel and shit. T tell me more about these computer videos that you seem to watch. I don't know. I don't know what he, <laughs> I don't know what he thinks I do all the time. It's like a video, like ten minutes. There's so many hours. <laughs> So when you sit there, what are you talking when I call about? you at 8 in the morning, I call you back at 2. Yeah. I call him at 8, we're talking, I'm about to make breakfast. And I call him at 2, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, getting together, ready, getting ready to leave. Getting ready to leave? Yeah. I talked to you at 8. It's 2 in the afternoon. Yeah. You didn't get you didn't leave yet? No. What are you doing those six hours? Make breakfast. Okay, that's 10 minutes. Yeah, you go. You watch a little TV, you go on, you take a shower. Just maybe pack a t-shirt. I don't know. Take a personality test. Yeah, take a personality test. <laughs> Jerk off. I don't know. Take a nap. I don't know. Do, do you like sleep? Do you, how, much, how many hours a day do you get I don't sleep? get enough because he, he fucking, <laughs> for a year and a half, 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m. Oh so now I just naturally wake up at that time. Wow. Well, it, you know, it is good. It's one. Of, I think waking up early is one of the best things you could possibly so ever do. So I call at 4 in the morning. Well, that's <laughs> if I wake up at 4 in the morning. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> if I wake up. If you was going to start awake, no, you're not. Why would you call me at 4 in the morning if you were starting to wake me to talk to me about nothing? I wake them up and talk to them about Jews. Yeah. How they have to be strong and... Jews don't sleep. You should be over there fucking counting 20s and looking out the window. And I just say goodnight. He goes back to bed like a stick. And what the fuck just happened to me? This is why I, I went to Emerson College. I got a nice family. <laughs> I got this guy calling me at 4 in the morning talking about Jews and how they got to be strong. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Lee, are you ticklish? Yes. <laughs> May I, Joey? No, 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 don't tickle me. <laughs> Don't take a have a nervous breakdown. You have no idea. <laughs> do you? Uh, do you? I mean, do you? I tried the lead joke last night. Didn't work. I didn't say it right. What's the lead joke about my friend that came over for Christmas? Oh, and we were watching the thing, History of Christ, and we got high. And he got up and said, "Oh my God, turn that off! I can't believe my people did that." <laughs> <laughs> It was Christmas goes, Day. Why do you have this on? They're putting things on his head and blood's coming out. They put why the do you have this down on? And they just pushed it down. I was like, what the fuck are you the watching passion, with your little dog? The Christ. No, it wasn't it was even the history of Jesus on uh, CNN. Yeah, CNN. 
fucking seeing Jesus getting beat up. <laughs> and he gets me fucking high with hash. And then we were watching it. I didn't know it was on. It was interesting. Yes, you did. And all of a sudden, they start beating Jesus. And I'm looking at him. He's getting redder and redder and shit. <laughs> he's like folding. And all of a sudden, he got up. He goes, you got to change this. This is freaking me out. Why are they doing this to Jesus? They put thorns on his head and shit. It was fucked up. It was pretty emotional. It was great. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, uh, Jesus was probably black. Jesus was Jewish. <laughs> okay. Hold on. He didn't you, people say Jews killed Jesus? Jews didn't kill Jesus, did, did they? Yeah, they roughed him up. They took him. <laughs> I don't know. They tell us that they, that they, that, he, that we didn't. No, because he came back to life a couple days later. That's a. Listen, let me give some shout out: Steve Carmen, <laughs> Brandon Crow, hey Brandon, Garrick Loomis, my man David Christensen, Amy. Jarvis, Mino, King Connor, James, Andres, Jose, Calazzo, and shit. And my main man holding it down over there, Nyack, Andrew Nandau. The fuck you think you're dealing with? Now, you guys are telling me something really fucking interesting that I thought was interesting when you were telling me when I went home. I thought it was more interesting. You two guys are doing shows, and you're doing a couple shows around the country together at different clubs. Yeah. You're doing late shows because Dana Carvey does the earlier show. Right. Which, dog, let me tell you something, man. Dana Carvey, you know, what's that? Who Remember Joe Rogan likes those people? Who's not the fuck with? The Wu-Tang Clan? Oh, uh, yeah. Dana Carvey ain't nothing to fuck with. He's amazing. Yeah. Dog, I saw him do a young comedian special, and he fucking saved the show. You know what was on that show? Judd Appleton. Eating Death. It's on HBO right now. It's right. old, 1994, 95. Nick DiPaolo was on there. Hilarious. <clears throat> Sorry, people, but who saved that show was that boy right Dana there. Carvey. After that, I had a complete different respect for him. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, Wayne's World alone, man, that, that character, he's like a huge star. He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he's yeah. a hero. I saw Wayne's World. I was a projectionist when Wayne's World came out. And when it first came out, that was like something I've never seen before. It was just so fucking funny. And it had, you know, Tia Carrere or whatever her name is, and, and you know, that, that hot Asian chick. And I watched that uh, movie almost 80 times because I would just watch the whole thing. Because so, at work, you're allowed to do that. And I, that I was, was too, I was too short to be projectionist. Really? Yeah. Because of the three stacks of oh, yeah. 35 millimeter. Oh, yeah. I couldn't And the other day I said, I recant the statement that Saturday Night Live wasn't funny. Those things he used to do with the other guy, uh, Wayne's World. Mike was, Myers, yeah. Mike Myers. Those were pretty funny. Dude, yeah. I think that I shit just, was pretty funny. I, think, I really enjoyed those. I fucked up there last week when I said about that comedy because I like those sketches. I like him. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of his. <clears throat> and his George Bush was dead accurate at the time his preacher the, the yeah. lady uh church choir church chat so whatever it was isn't it special yes <laughs> it spe all that shit i really like that i really yeah but i'm telling you he was doing voices he was doing bits and he was natural i like when i see a sketch guy but he could do stand-up that makes my dick hard mm -hmm. a lot of them try to do fucking stand-up yeah. and they eat dick they reach too These far snl guys yeah they reach too far but he fucking knows like it's like he knew somewhere along his career he was a house mc something he learned how to put that into a smoothness as a host and bring up comics and outshine them 
that's fucking special to me. That's that's just so. So he headlines one show a night. Yeah, so the, the early improv, show. Yeah, so the improv because I think it shows like at seven or something like that. Yeah, so, seven. So they said, "Why not have a why have a dead early night?" You know, so that we were doing the Death Squad show there uh, in Brea, uh, January twenty second and the twenty through the twenty fourth. So this is this weekend. This weekend. So you guys open from an uh, early show or no? No, yeah. no, no, no. You just show up two for separate the shows. shows. Yeah, okay. two separate shows, and then so it would, they just had a spot open. So. And then uh, we're doing it also uh, uh, in San Jose pretty soon. The week after I'm there. Yeah, the week after. So yeah. March uh, uh, 16th to 18th yeah. or something like that. And Dana Carvey's also doing early shows that night. So it's cool. It's like, yeah, it's awesome. Hey, listen, you create an opportunity, a window for yourself. You fucking get out there, like, talk to yeah. people, shake some hands. You got George mm-hmm. Perez in the motherfucking house. Hell <laughs> fucking Dropping yeah. your mama credits and shit and fucking... Uh, <laughs> We did the show together, whatever, Locos, Pocos, whatever the fuck <laughs> we were. Payaso Comedy Slam. How you doing, buddy? Not great. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. I'm worried about you over there looking at me with red eyes like I did something to you. What happened? You want me to turn off the light? No. Then what's going on? You I'm fine. A, you want to periscope your mom? So she could see you with your little fucking uh, crib shirt on. Look at you. <laughs> Are you can you see visuals at all? He don't see nothing. He's okay. Leave him Stuff's alone. wavy, but nothing. Want to smoke some more dope to calm you down a little bit? Should I? Sure, always. Okay. We eat some chocolate. Should I have this? Yeah, you can eat whatever you want. That's Damn. like that'll put you into seven fifty roundly. You'll be breaking the record on the church. <laughs> but wait, what did he calm me down? Oh yeah. No, no, you're lying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That'll calm you down so much that you'll be you'll wake up tomorrow holding on to that Ceylon mm. pillow. Staring at that pizza picture of Clint Eastwood going, Jesus Christ, I'm happy you were here last night. <laughs> Shit was starting to get ugly. I'm happy you were here last night. Shit is already ugly. I seen Puerto Ricans jumping out windows at four in the morning. Look at them, look at the shape. Lee, I'm telling you, this is the church of what's happening now. Yeah. Lee thought he was gonna come down here tonight and it was gonna be a tiptoe through the park. Put the music on for us. Put the phone music on for us. This is how Lee feels right now. <laughs> Show him how you feel, Lee. <laughs> Give me the blue apron, Lee. That's how Lee feels right now and shit. <laughs> Do me a favor, Lee. Let me get uh, on YouTube behind you here for my man. Uh, George Perez wanted to see someone. When he first came into the show tonight, he asked me a pretty interesting question that we had discussed on the podcast once before. I must have gotten a hundred fucking people hit me up after that, asking me, what album is it on? Yeah. I don't know what album it's on. It's called... Turn it on. You ready? What, what is it called? Turn on the big thing there. The moving picture screen. Yeah, the picture screen. I know, I know what you're talking about. You, don't what I was waiting know. For. you had to Wayne's tell me what to order. You don't tell me what to search Jesus for. Jesus Christ! I live in fucking Wayne's world. You I'm telling <laughs> you. said here it is, and then didn't tell me what to type in. What size is that TV? Big. Big. <laughs> in fact, you're around Thursday. No, you're not. We're moving Thursday, so we need all the MP bodies. You're kind of coming by. Let's smoke some. You guys will be in Brea. Oh, yeah. How are you going to come? Oh, you don't work Thursday night. Thursday, I'm doing the uh, Soul Assassins podcast. 
With the Ernie G from Cypress mm-hmm. Hill. Are you really? Yeah. Look at you. Look at you, bad motherfucker, George. No, what are you no. listening to, Lee? Uh, I was listening to some G.I. Joe. I just wanted to see that little twinkle in your eye. No. <laughs> my G.I. Joe fetish left years ago. After my mom shook me down, it was over. What's going on, Lee? You turned off the service. You fucked up. Fucking. Um. Hi, George. <laughs> and, we're t- and we're doing Kill Tony tomorrow night. Oh, right? that's right. Yeah, tomorrow. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. fucking around. Did you watch Tony's new special? It's on Netflix right I know. Now. It's on Netflix. He was out last week to promote it. Did it make the front page and everything? Uh, I don't know. I watched it, though. It's good. It's all fun. Right. Cool. He does it in all one shot, which is neat. It's like a... Now, aren't you on it, Joey? Just the beginning. I just brought yeah. him up. He needed me to go up there and... Uh, oh, that's dope. Say what's happening. You know, you got to do that for people. And uh, sometimes it reaches across, you know what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes it just... Lee, does that TV look really weird to you right now? No. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah. What are we searching for? What, brother? Benny Murray, B-E-N-N-Y... M O R E. YouTube, yeah. I uh, no, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. I, I don't know if you got this one. That one, go up right there. That one, right there. Click onto that. Let's see if what comes out. That's a bad motherfucker, right? There. That's my grandmother. <laughs> We're talking about a Cuban singer named Benny Murray, who Sinatra said was a savage and shit. We discussed this on here before. He was in Mexico. Watch this fucking uh, uh, John Jones looking motherfucker. Look at what a fucking orchestra was in Cuba in the 50s, bro. That's why people are going down there. Are you kidding me or what? Hit it, Lee! There you go. Look at this motherfucker. You were down there for the weekend. This ain't Vegas. This is a fucking party, Jack. Now he's conducting. This thing is conducting. Nobody does that shit. That's how strong he was, George. He was fucking... 
torturing these motherfuckers. There he goes, George. Right there, right in front of you, conducting. Everybody, get in line. We're going to bust these motherfuckers open. Wait there, George. All right, it's okay. You can admit it. The last thing anybody wants to do after work or after a long day out there schlepping around is wait online at a grocery store and then schlep home and cook some meal that you don't know what the hell you're doing. And and, and let me tell you something. Eating out it ain't better for you either, and it's, and it's expensive. That's where a new service, Blue Apron, comes in. Blue Apron delivers farm-fresh ingredients and step-by-step recipes to your home, allowing you to create healthy, handcrafted meals and at home without going to a grocery store. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron will send you fresh ingredients Perfectly proportioned, making cooking healthy meals really easy and fun. No trips to the grocery store, no waste of unused ingredients, plus you'll learn to cook with nice things. Listen, you come home, there's a box. You open the box, you take the cards out, and step by step, I don't give a fuck if you're retarded. You can read this shit step by step, and it tells you, bam, bam, put the heat here, put the noodles on like a fucking moron. You can figure it out and you can eat like a king. Each meal is balanced, 500 to 700 calories per serving, and it's so tasty you won't know it. And cooking takes like a half an hour. Shipping is flexible, and you ready for this one? It's fucking free. And the menus are always new. They won't send you the same meal twice. Listen to what you have this week. Roast pork with olive oil mashed potatoes. White pizza with arugula. And that's for the two-people plan. For the family plan, you got white turkey chili, and you got seared salmon like a soldier shit. Doctor. They work around your schedule and dietary preferences, and the Blue Apron experts source only the best seasonal ingredients for meals like the ones I just mentioned to you. Listen, these meals are incredible. They taste great, and you'll be blown away by how great the quality is and the freshness of the fruit. Blue Apron, it's the best way to cook. Check out this week's menu and get your first two meals by going to Blue Apron on me. This is my treat to you, really. The first two meals on me, go to blueapron.com slash joey. That's right. That's blueapron.com slash joey. Once again, for meals shipped to your house, directly to your door, in a box, you'll be freaking out. Look at this stuff. Look at this meat. It smells for everything. Go to blueapron.com slash Joey right now. This will knock your pants off. Two free meals. It gets delivered to your house Monday through Friday. $10 a meal. Who the fuck do you think you're dealing with? Listen, go to blueapron.com slash Joey, all right? Number two, on it. I can't talk great things about this. My flu is over. I went to jujitsu. I I did the kettle. My flu is over. Why? Fucking shroom tech immune. The shit's crack-a-lacking. This alpha brain, if you're not eating alpha brain, you're slipping. You're probably fucking trying to figure out the lottery like an asshole, and you're mad because you can't figure out the six numbers. 
Start with Alpha Brain. You need a key, dog. Hold on one second. <laughs> Give him a key, Lee. Boom, boom, sciatico. Anyway, before I was really interrupted, Sorry. go to, no, I'm just cracking with you. Go to honor.com right now slash church and get 10% off your first order. First off, go to honor.com and take a look at the great supply and the great stuff that they have, whether it's the kettlebells, whether it's the weighted vest, whether you're just looking for supplements. Right now, go to honor.com right now slash church and get 10% off your first order. And again, all these products are delivered to your door. You don't have to leave the house. That's where the real savings is, your time. All right. Thank you again to blueapron.com. And thank the honor for supporting the show. And don't forget to see my brother, Red Man, Friday and Saturday night with George Perez. These are two great guys, man. If you're in Brea, I'm also in Brea at the middle of March. That's a great club. That's my home club. That's where the party started. So I'm looking forward to going to Brea and the great crowds. What's up, Red Man? What's up, sucker? Good to see you last night. The stars starting to kick. Yeah. Your eyebrows are starting to get bushy. That's yeah. all I know when you're high. <laughs> your eyebrows are starting to get bushy, cocksucker. I need to get work on. Do you get them, your eyebrows trimmed or manscaped? When you go to the barber, you yeah. give her the extra fucking five, and she does zzz, zzz, and she does your nose hairs, but then I have the stuff at the house that's kind of scary, but... I just noticed I have nose hair for like the first time. I don't know. Uh, I have to go get know, a trimmer. You know what the worst is? The ear hair. Because you will completely forget about ear hair. And then oh one day you just like reach in there and there's like a guitar oh string. Oh, my God. There. There's a fucking guitar string in your ear. <laughs> yeah. And you're taking pictures with people and rubbing yeah. up against them. And they're like, oh, you had a good time tonight. Great. Yeah. Let me rub my fucking, <laughs> my fucking ear in your ear. My earwax in your ear. Whatever the fuck it is. Uh, Lee, what's going on, my brother? You feeling good? No. Good. Now, when is this know, podcast that you do, brother? Talk to me about this new podcast. Uh, so I just started. First my, off, this yeah. is long overdue. You've been fucking up for a long time. Yeah. It's time to take your assaults into your own hands. Right. And fuck these bitches up. And there we are. Yes. Yeah, it's a new podcast called What Brian Redman Do. And it's uh, it's just typical podcast style. But uh, the first three months, I'm going to try to lose 40 pounds. So I'm going to try to like have like a. Like a little thing to the podcast, like a challenge that I constantly do throughout the podcast. You know, see if I can lose forty pounds. I already lost fifteen pounds since January first. Look at Slim so, Jim yeah. Magoo. Look at you. Are people doing it with you? Yeah, a lot That'd of people are. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. And I had Sage Francis on recently, uh, who's a really cool person. And I just had, uh, the, you know, the robot from uh, uh, the Late Late Show. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched the Late Late Show. Oh, the, this, the robot guy is this guy. He's super funny. Let me get. Jesus Christ Almighty! You say I got to deal with. You say I got to deal with. <laughs> right now you got hot wax on you. Some chick comes in and whips you. You ever have hot wax on you, Lee? No, no. Like sex? Yeah. No. Nobody's ever thrown hot wax on your back and let you eat the asshole. No. Does, what does hot wax do? I don't know. It just burns Boy. your back. You yeah. feel, I wonder if George can feel his forehead. What, what happened, George? <laughs> I, I was holding in a piss from like two hours ago. Yeah. You're a soldier. I drank Did a you tall wash can. your hands and shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. His keys are all fucked up. He's got those little Jewy fingers and shit. <laughs> fucking pee on him. stars. Huh? Those stars are strong. Yeah, that's the whole point. I've never had one of those before. And this chocolate's even going to be better. You were looking at another one. You go, you know what? I'm so hungry, I'll eat it. Just because it's... <laughs> It's so sugary. I love this shit. This is good little star. Hey, you want to take a bite of this? No, I'm good. Fuck it. We'll take a skateboard back home. (laughs) When was the last time you skateboarded back to fucking La Casa? Nah, I would say like about six years ago. 
I always hit those rocks and I fall. I'm not like when I was younger, you could balance it, but now you hit those little rocks with the cracks in the street. Fuck that. Lee, you want a half of this? No. <laughs> While I was talking about the my podcast, I looked over at Lee and his eyes were rolling back in his head and I started freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I really think you should leave that last uh, to calm you down, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, when I came up here, I drew everything on the table. You should have seen this little face. Sunday Even night. <laughs> what is happening in the world that this is necessary? Like, we were going to do, like, an acid podcast, but then... Like, I didn't even see him take it. He probably didn't even do it. For me? Yeah. I took a hit before I came here. Who do you think? Here you go. before. <laughs> <laughs> this chocolate's delicious. You don't know what the fuck you're missing, cocksucker. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank George Perez and my main band, Red Band, for coming on today. I want to thank Lee Syatt, I am, or any other dates you want to promote, guys, besides that one? Yeah. San Jose. And Brea Improv. You'll yes. both be there to get yeah. tickets on DeadSquad.com. DeadSquad.tv slash, and just click on tour dates. I'll yeah. be in Charlotte next motherfucking weekend. Charlotte's going to, thank God I'm not there this weekend. They're playing at home, right, against St. Louis. Yeah, they play at home. So I would not get a fucking person to come even think about seeing me. No. So I feel bad for who's ever in Charlotte this weekend, but I'll be there the weekend mm-hmm. after. And then I'm at the St. Louis Helium Club downtown, I guess, in St. Louis... And that's it. I love you, motherfuckers. And uh, every Tuesday, Life in Neutral with Johnny Rock. It's a new podcast. On iTunes? Yes, sir. You bad motherfucker. Don't forget, thank you for the love and the support. Thank you for George Perez and my main man, Red Band, for the Sunday night roundtable. You bad motherfuckers. Stay black. I have a blue apron right there. A what? Blue apron. Sure, you can have a blue apron. I like wearing an apron, no clothes on underneath it. Really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like I'm wearing a little dress. What's up, Lee? Everything all right? That's Blue Ape. That's, well, that's okay. Good. Good night, guys. What, what are you closing with? Uh, the B-52's Rock Lobster. How's that? We'll close with Rock Lobster. It's a fucking Monday night, motherfucker. It's Monday morning. Have a great day. Keep your eyes open. They're out there. Lee was taking so long. What? <laughs> Everybody had matching towels. Somebody went under a dock, and there they saw a rock. It wasn't a rock.
Piranha. 